Hello and welcome to episode 397 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes a big noise. Uh, I'm Tony Esmond and my hips do not lie. Joining us as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Mr. Dan Butcher. Hello. 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 You may notice that Vincenzo is not with us this week. He's um, no. he's not very well. He's no, a bit poorly. Yeah. Um, so everyone, he's, he's asked this. He's, I've got a text message. Let me read it. It just texts me. Can we ask the listeners to send me pictures of their dongs? Okay, well, each yeah, their own, but that's what he's asked. So yeah. if you do if you do have his phone number or his email, then please send a picture send of your private parts. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it via his Slack, because he's on the Slack now. Oh, he's on the Slack now, yeah. So yeah. you can send your uh, dong photos via Slack. Uh, stepping in is the dude that is a dreamer, a schemer, and he once played table tennis with a girl called Tina. Uh, I don't know whether he did or not. There's any name I could find that would rhyme. He also haunts my sexy dreams. It's Tom Curry. How you doing, chum? You all right? Hello. Uh, she had a wicked sir, put it that way. <laughs> good backhand, my friend. Really, could a good really backhand. get the ball to spin. Uh, yeah. So I've just got to go get the. Uh, I've just got to go to the toilet and get the lighting right. I'll, uh, I'll see you in a Take it from underneath. Yeah. Get out drinking. A couple of jobs back. Get out drinking with a load of like the sales lads. And there was one guy there, and he was absolutely smashing everyone up at the table tennis. And I was like, oh, you're fucking good at this. And he went, yeah, I was like regional champion when I was in the secondary school. I thought, well, that would explain it then. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy Nora, she plays for a team. She's really good. Okay. We all There's, yeah, a, there's yeah, a pub in Cardiff you can go to, and you can all play table tennis where you get drunk. And we went there. I, I still had a few moves from back in the day. Nice. Still had a bit of a spin on it. Yeah, but she was yeah. very good. Very good. Yeah. How you been, Tommy boy? You're right. I've been good. Yeah, I've been doing well. I'm doing well, thank you. Um, yeah, had an exciting few days. Oh, um, have you? Well, I'll say it for the shout out, so I don't want to overrun okay. the yet. But uh, oh, okay. yeah, exciting few days, and yeah, no, just been generally doing okay. How's everyone else doing? I've been uh, I've been living the dream. Went to the comic mart today. That was exciting. Oh, oh yes, that yeah, was good. Yeah. Um, I saw. Here's the people I saw there: Gareth Hopkins, uh, Amy Clark, Adam Falk, who gave me a T-shirt, a picture of my face in it. Uh, Pete Dory and Sean Phillips. How's that for a little bundle of oh, people? Oh, yeah. Very good. That's great. That was nice, it? Was it as packed as, not packed, but no, queued up as last time? It wasn't as packed as before, actually. Um, yeah, it wasn't. I don't know why. Because just for Christmas, it was fucking really packed. It was like, really, really long queue. Mm. Yeah, when we went, of course it was. Gangster, wasn't it? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, but this time, no, not as much at all. Uh, and we went in at 11, and it was all right. And then we came out just after 12, and it was still quiet. Yeah, oh, okay. so I don't know. What, I don't know what happened there. It wasn't. I think one side was like a Funko thing again. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that like Funko thing yeah, on one yeah, side. Yeah. Have you been Tommy Guns? I've been once, but I've not been since the Funko uh, has arrived. Right. Funko. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it, I think it's every really time. Thought... Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's so, from good. your point of view, uh, any good purchases this time? Yes. Yeah, so you're here. I'm. I'm on a um, a certain creators a novelist who's had a lot of his um, novels turned into comics. I'm on. Um, and he's a sort of it's the name you can't google but wait wait for later in the show um i'm on a bit of a thing for him so i I bought up a load of back issues a couple of them i already have but they're in long box mountain over there so i don't necessarily immediately find them (laughs) not beat myself for doing it but i buy these things twice yeah um so i bought some of that i bought some just some weird some kamiko stuff i hadn't seen before okay um okay yeah it's uh yeah i had a few little few little nice finds it's um my buddy Dave's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, or today as you listen to this. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, um, Dave. Mm-hmm. So I got him a present. So I'll be giving that to him later in the week when I see him for a Ruby, Ruby Murray. So that'd be nice. Yeah. Very good. What about you, D-Man? You been busy or? Yeah, I, I put the print order in for uh, Viper 2, so that should be turning oh, nice. up. 
Fantastic. When you sort of press go on it and it's like, fuck me, I've checked this out. I've checked this thing over dozens of times. Going back to the proofreader like three or four times and just like, please, no fucking mistakes. And then, well, it's gone now. Uh, do you ever, have you ever done that? You sent something to print and you think, did I fucking change that? And it's like yeah. Schrodinger's mistake or if I don't look at it or do, it, it's still it's not been corrected and it hasn't been corrected do you know what I mean so I just yeah, if yeah. it turns up and it's wrong it's fucking wrong but I ain't gonna beat myself up by checking a PDF it's like a psychological trick you have to play on yourself or you have to just have to trust yourself don't you sometimes yeah. you know yeah. have you done it when you, you sort of get into the you're lying in bed and your wife says did you turn the tap off downstairs and like, oh, you have to get up and look at you. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did, you, so um, did you do it via Mixum I did do it by so you can yes. look at that thing where you can sort of it's almost like flipping through the book isn't it yes I did on. I did go I, I flipped through it loads of times like on on my screen yeah. checked it checked all the colours checked everything and it all seemed to be okay so uh, fingers, fingers crossed, crossed. You, looking forward to yeah looking forward mm. to that turning up so what's that about 10 days uh, I ordered it Monday so it should be Wednesday by, well, by the end of the week Ooh, exciting times not bad uh, I was hoping to have it delivered by fucking January but that went and you only just missed it man that's alright yeah, 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 we yeah. forgive you I think you cleared out uh, the kids bedroom for storage <laughs> <laughs> yeah well he's sort of sleeping on pallets now honestly yeah. Right. Yeah. he's sleeping on boxes of but comics good for I'm him not, good, but I'm not good valiant you know what I mean I'm only yeah, at least you're not valiant <laughs> or Tim Truman yeah I'm on that um, Tim Truman um, Kickstarter and I really like Tim Truman. I like him. I like his work. But he's almost five years late on his book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think I paid Never for it in June or July. Yeah. He sends sort of semi-regular updates. But there's one fucking dude on there. Like, okay, it's something out with your kickstart. Call the dude out. Don't fucking... This dude, every day, he posts, this book is now 1,458 days late. And the next day, this, blo- this book is now 1,459 days late. He's like that. And I... I had to say to him, mate, I think he's, I think you've made a point there already. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is no, fucking you... like, you just, it's like nonsensical harassment now, yeah. you know. You made the, the point 1400 odd times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he gets it. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, it's, it's almost like we've become this sort of fraternity of friends on the, on the comments pages, you know. And, yeah. um, but everyone's sort of turning on this weird bloke who keeps everyone saying, oh, then after one of the, the other day, someone said, oh, 1458 days since the, the book's late and, uh, la, 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 it's still a, you know, it's like that. At <laughs> <laughs> some point, you just got uh, kind of like, right, I ain't going to throw good money after bad. There's no point in me fucking wasting so much time chasing yeah. a Kickstarter you're never going to get or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, fuck it, it's, it's gone. I kind of, as a rule of thumb, don't back those big campaigns. Oh, I'm, I'm a fool for it, man. I'm a fool yeah. for it. I did it again this week. Because uh, those bigger uh, artists, they seem to sort of like, oh, I'll do this when I'm doing another job. Yeah. And then they do the other job and think, well, I, I sold it after this. And then three years down the line, they haven't fucking put pen to paper and yeah. the money's gone and all the incentive to do it's gone. The thing is, you take the Valiant situation, right? There, yeah. there should be no need for them to kickstart that book. No, exactly. And this is yeah. a promotion, right? It's a yeah. promotional thing. Yeah. 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 Book's already pre- done. Book's already yeah. done. Again, pre-orders in. This is like a, you know, as soon as the money's gone through, we'll be sending it out. But in this case, it's clearly just not happened that way, right? Um, yeah. You're not going to get that from Valiant because they're in trouble. Like yeah. financial trouble. So literally, uh, just for Christmas or some at uh, some point recently, they a couple of months ago they put a thing out saying, right, you'll be getting a um, a link to download the comics. La, la la. So everyone waited, waited, no link, no link, and then everyone literally said, where's the link? Have I missed it? You know, I put, yeah. oh, I think I missed that. Can you resend it? It's not being reasonable. For it, this wasn't even for the comic. This was for extras. 
that they promised. They said, oh, we haven't got the comic ready yet, but we send you these extras, these back issues. So everyone's like, la, la, la. And then, and then of course, then it starts, doesn't it? So someone says, this is a scam. You know, and then yeah. someone else says, if anyone lives locally to where Valiant are based, I'll support them to take legal action. And you think, it's, this escalated quite quickly. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, it's just a comic book, man. It's just a comic book. Like, calm down. And Unfortunately, um, if you back to the Kickstarter, they got that message, haven't they, to send? Well, just fucking... this is interesting because that, that only relates to Kickstarter and the rules they themselves have made. Mm-hmm. Now, the rules yeah. that Kickstarter have made do not affect the, the laws of either United Kingdom or or um, America. You know I mean, so when oh, people enough. when people shout, you know, oh, this is fraud. Okay, well, if it's fraud, then report it to the police. Because yeah. if when these people launched the Kickstarter, they had intention of taking your money and not supplying anything, yeah, and that's fraud. And it doesn't matter yeah. whether Kickstarter said, oh, yeah, but we don't guarantee. Don't do that All that enough. does yeah. is protect Kickstarter. It doesn't yeah. protect yeah, the person yeah, from yeah. having legal action taken against them. That's where, But, of course, you say to these people, legal recourse will shut the fuck up. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know whether we can because Kickstarter said, go, no, you can do a Kickstarter, mate. Mm. But you could ne- how would yeah. they ever prove that, that they... they- well, you can show it through. You, I mean, you would show it through actions, and you know, you would say, "Look, these okay. people haven't been contacted yeah. to create the comic." You know, there's nothing in motion. You know, there's, there's the way they prove any fraud, I suppose. You know, um, mm. but the, the the level of proof is quite high. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. um, but a, a legal thing to sue someone for breach of contract, wherever it's going to be, then that's much lower in a civil court. It's balanced probabilities. You know, mm. um, right, yeah, it's, a okay. kick, it's an okay. interesting one with Kickstarter because everyone seems to, to they shout and shout and shout, and when you say to them, "Well, fucking do something about it," then yeah. contact a lawyer. They go, "Oh yeah, but Kickstarter said it's good. Nothing to do with anything, mate. That all yeah. that does is mm. sort Kickstarter out." Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. But um, so we get all this litigious stuff on the fucking yeah. the thing at Valiant, right? And then. Like as if no one has said anything, they send another update uh, a couple of days ago, saying, "Oh, I don't. I think some people haven't had the email yet." Oh, you know, like no. literally everyone. And, uh, and then, don't do that. That's and, so. And then that's real bad and they faith, say, though. "But don't worry, you'll get it by the end of the week." Which and they send that on Friday, and I'm thinking, well, God, the it's... end of the week is Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. You know, if you look Depending at it that way. You... So, yeah. yeah. It's it's just disappointing because I remember when mm. I mean, when you guys were first kicking off and Valiant was in that real golden age. Yeah. yeah. And I've read so much of their stuff. Yeah, same. Like so much of their stuff I would never, I wouldn't normally look into, but I was like, it was a just like a real golden age of like, you had Ray, you had um, Eternal Warrior, you had um, oh, God, the, the two. XO. XO was yeah. amazing. You had the, yeah. Yeah. what was the, uh, the voodoo, the witch doctor one? Oh, um, Shadow Man. Yeah. Shadow Man. Do you know what I mean? Like all these, uh, even Faith was, Faith was pretty good at times. You know, I mean, I bought, really... I can, I'm looking over it. I've got, I bought every trade and virtually every comic they brought out of that period of time. And nice. it was just great adventure comics. And then it was just a combination of a number out, of factors. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. Like you said, Dan, right. I think you were saying on the Slack, they got bought out to be an IP farm. Yeah. Um, for films. Around then... the time that um, Bloodshot was being made. Yeah. Do you remember? I... Um, yeah. Bloodshot, again, Bloodshot it potentially could have been so, is potentially such a boring character, but they did a crazy story of Bloodshot. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen the, the YouTube series? Blood, is it is it Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I've, I've never. Mm. I might have watched that. I can't recall. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, Bloodshot is played by that bloke who's just died. Who was in Power Rangers, the Green Power oh. Ranger. Oh. Oh, Tommy Lee. Oh. Yeah, he's quite good in it actually. Okay. Yeah. Mm. He's a decent screen martial artist, at least. Yeah, and it's got Archer and Armstrong in it and all that sort of thing. Yes. For for a YouTube series, it's quite good. It's quite watchable. 
you know. That, um, yeah, that whole that whole run is just it's just hit after hit. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it yeah. It's, and, yeah, real and then it kind of sort of took a dive, didn't it? I know recently they've said, oh, we'll just be bringing out one comic a month. And I felt like saying, well, then just one person needs to do it from their house. Yeah, you don't need mm. a... You know. What's the publisher that does no. one fucking comic a month? I mean, well, yeah. The, the publisher's just a way to open the IP. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we um, Tribute did 10 comics last year. Yeah. yeah. So what... I know we're not big sellers, but yeah. What's why do you need yeah. all this stuff and all this sort of thing? You can just you know if you're mm-hmm. just bringing out one comic, don't worry about it. So I think this Kickstarter has really taken a back a back seat, you know. Um, but every oh, update seems yeah. to say it's almost there. It's almost there. It just needs lettering now. You know, it's like that. That's, you know? that, that's the scam that they used in it all the time to keep you sort of. Like, well, give them a bit more leeway. Give them a bit more leeway, and then suddenly yeah. you give them three yeah. months and nothing else has fucking changed. Yeah. 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 Now, but, speaking of people that don't um, don't need any kind of... It's over to our sponsors, Comic House. Um, Comic House is an indie comic marketplace with a difference. There's a huge selection of titles on their database, and if you self-publish, then you can list your book on there for a small, albeit very small, fee and start selling straight away. Um, what's on there at the moment, Danny Boy? We've got issue uh, volume one and two of The Final Lullaby, uh, which 25 years ago the song changed. One fateful... Walpurgis Knight, Penelope, Horace Wallingford, a youthful but sheltered witch, finds herself saved by Adina and Ellen, two witches of the E, during a vampire attack by the Rither Pass of Durham, England. While Penelope is hesitant to accept their assistance and officers of tutoring, fate conspires to reveal the depths of Penelope's ignorance and sends her directly back to the sanctuary that is Little Haven. So you've got uh, volumes one or two of that. And we've got Chrome, uh, Chrome Sky issue uh, volume one and two, okay. which looks uh, great. It's a fusion of mythic, western, and dystopian cyberpunk. Envision Comics presents Chrome Sky. Oh, God. There's a little... So, not sure uh, what that is, but it sounds plus. interesting. Team yeah, it's good. Yeah. Does that mean yeah, the boobs Envision in it? Comics, uh, usually that means violence, lots uh, of violence. Okay. But uh, that's kind of part of the core for, for uh, comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a feature section on their site and also have their own app. It's like Netflix comics. For only £3 a month, you get access to an enormous, enormous library of digital indie comics. Huge. Um, yes, you, uh, so yes, so you can find it more. Start your 14-day free trial and dive headfirst into the amazing world. Small press. We talk about every week. Check out Comic House, which is comic, then H-A-U-S. I know a number of people thought it was a house like you live in, but it's not. It's H-A-U-S, like an art movement.com, comichouse.com. So go and find that. Um that's pretty Ooh. fucking smooth. Yeah, that's lovely. Nice lead in, nice lead out. Yeah, fucking did that. A professional diver. <laughs> We've got a C bomb in, as you you know. It's I on. know. We've got a C bomb in yeah. the intro there, so yeah. uh, look out for that, Vince. Yeah, well done. <laughs> good listeners, write in if you missed or not. Yeah, if you want yeah. me to say it again, write in. Um, <laughs> good. So this week, um, we 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 lassoed uh, Tommy Guns to come on and uh, help us with a little subject. So what we decided to do is, after my adventure in France last week, Mm. we tasked ourselves with having a look at non-US, non-UK books. We decided we'd taste a little from a foreign language market and see, and ask ourselves a little few questions about it, ask um, why and what and where and how and how good. Um, So we've all sort of chosen, which we're going to do in the recommends, which is going to be an extended recommend in a bit. Um, Mm. But there's a few questions I was going to ask you guys, firstly. Let's start with you, Thomas. Uh, it's yes. more a sort of um, you're the guest, so we're going to ask you the question. Questions. So well, you're not really a guest, but you know. You, you no, know, I know it's fine. It's okay. What are I, your? I was going to say. Were you going to put the other stipulation in there as well? What's the stipulation? 
Well, there's another stipulation with this. For with well, this. We, we were going to try and do it without doing manga, but I know yes. you might have a manga to mention, which I'm going to dive do, in yes. a bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's fine. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, so that's the reason I didn't do that. But I know but I know you've also got a BD book as well to talk about. Ah, yes. Bond, Bondage, yep. Discipline, and Sadomasochism book to talk yep. about. Um, yeah, so here's a question for you, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. What is your foreign language in translation reading like? Do you Do you read a lot of it? You know, what would be that if you so, had to take percentage of the amount of books you read, what would it be? How would it break down? That's the interesting I, one. That's a great, that's a really good question. Thank you. Um, if we include uh, manga in this, yep. I would say it's about 70 to 75%. Wow. Okay. The main, uh, okay. For, yeah, I, okay. And that, 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 I mean, I, I read, I, as if you've heard me on the show as any other time, I read a lot of manga. Yeah. I really enjoy manga. It's, I find the Shonen Jump app to be fantastic. And as I've explored other, Facets of that genre as a whole. I read yeah. a lot of it. Uh, if we were to cut out manga from that that section, I'm doing the maths would, here. I'm writing down the maths as we do. Right. If, <laughs> if we were to cut out manga from there, um, yeah. we'd probably get down to maybe a third. A third so, would be non-manga, non-US, uh, new, non-US. Uh, so, no, so, yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. Okay. So if you, if you take manga out of the equation, it'd be a third. It'd be a third, like non non uh, native English, and then. The rest be yeah standard native English. Okay, interesting. So, what yeah. about you, Danny boy? That's a tough one. That's mm. a real tough one. It uh, comes and goes a bit with me, I think. You know. Yeah, I'm going same. Like I get kind of waves when I okay, I'm into the Europe stuff now, and I'm really going into it. And then other times where it's like manga. I mean, I, I seem to be on more of a kind of uh, indie small press stuff, just like getting stuff off uh, various Facebook groups where they they're yeah. shilling their comic and I buy it and then usually regret it. But, uh, <laughs> As you've illustrated on the Slack this week, <laughs> what the uh, fuck is this? Yeah, yeah well, I've done just, a bit of that this week as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, kind of dipped into a bit of the Europe comics this week, and it's I say Europe comics, but all the artists are American, so it's kind of oh okay, okay. It's it's an odd one, but we'll talk about that later in the yeah the recommended. So it's uh, is he Argentinian? The writer on that one, isn't he? I'm going to say I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, how about okay. yourself, Tony? Yeah, it comes and goes, my friend. Um, I, I, and this is down to you. I've got the Shonen Jump app, um, mm-hmm. and this week I read um, like twenty installments of um, One Punch Man. On nice, there. yeah. Which and they're yeah. long. They they're seemingly longer than most of the normal installments. They are. Yeah, yeah. 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 They come in about between the forty to fifty page mark. Right. Okay. Because I mean, they 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 spin past fast. Those ones. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I read a lot of that. I fucking loved that man. I absolutely mm. talk about energy and stuff. Um, so it comes and goes. I think. I think yeah. probably web. I've because I've keep. I'm keeping a record from October to October uh, of all the books I read, and I'm going to try and break it down um, at the end of end of this year into what my reading habits have been over a twelve month period. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I looked at it now, I'm kind of trying to split it up between old material, new material. Um, I think I am reading quite a lot of Bond SNA at the moment, but I think certainly in the last couple of weeks, but that's because of the trip. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you walk about somewhere like Angoulême and all you're doing is looking around at the most beautiful can't things, help, you, I yeah, can't help yeah, but yeah. then order them if possible in English. Um, I would say probably my um, comicsology reading, which is my, other than the apps, other than Marvel and DC, is my main source of um, digital reading is probably about 80% um, foreign language oh, okay. originally okay. foreign language yeah okay okay I think because it's the only place to get a lot of it I think you know? yeah. 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 yeah 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 I know 
Go on, Tom. I was going to say, I know speaking personally, I normally, um, I get into a, a thing, a subject, and yeah. then try and explore around it. Yeah. Okay. For example, right. it could be, uh, you could take, let's take uh, Westerns, for example. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm, you know, you get really excited about that. I get really excited about the idea of Westerns, and then you start looking at comics around that idea. And mm. then, but it doesn't take long before you're ending up in Blueberry, for example. Yeah, man. Sure. And, or you're going to, um, God, what's the French comic? Is it Lucky Luke? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? And that, and then that's kind of where my sort of that sort of drives my 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 reading because I'm trying to read further and wider than the the base idea. If that makes sense. Which is a simple yeah, yeah. book, isn't it? Lucky Luke at the moment, I think. Yes, I, I believe it is. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Okay, I remember that from a kid. Lucky Luke. I remember there was a cartoon as well. I never. Uh, okay. Saw that. It's yeah. I, so I, I'm I'm quite fortunate that um that one of my local comic shops, Excelsior. Yeah, uh, has quite a good selection of cine books and also foreign language books as well. Uh, yeah, so I, that's, that's kind great. Of, no, yeah, that's yeah, good really stuff, frankly. man. Yeah, like, they've always got a good range of Thorgal. They've always got a range of like, yeah, I've got. Thorgal, man. Thorgal haunts my dreams. I keep looking at Thorgal and thinking, this I need, I need to read it. I love it. It looks so amazing. Mm. And then I'm slightly daunted by the fact there's what forty or fifty volumes at this time, and there's also a couple of spin-offs on there. Yeah, and um, I, I think I repeat on last week's show how I was sat on the train about to press the button on like eighty quid's worth of Thorgal, oh. and, and I mean, Sam said to me, "What are you doing?" I said, well, "I think you just saved me from spending eighty quid on yeah. Thorgal." But so easily done. Yeah, yeah. if you're into saying it's just oh fuck it, I get this, I get that, and then it's oh, a whole shelf of my comic damage of something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were discussing. Was it this week? Like the kind of uh, on following on from last week when we were talking about manga and sort of invading france as it were not not literally <laughs> the fact that like when you US... like everyone else has yeah. oh yeah. controversial that's a, that's a hell of a way to break the news frankly <laughs> the french public <laughs> rocked as a as a, as a medium-sized comics podcast announced, <laughs> announced being invaded by japanese <laughs> you know like kind of when they're doing like, the superhero comics uh marvel dc and they're like right we're yeah. gonna have this like manga style art yeah and it's like Man, that, uh, to me, that I can't see that how that's going to work. Kids are not buying manga because just of what the art looks like. It's the, everything about it. Like, yeah. there's a yeah. different sensibility, different writing style, different, different everything. And just to think you're going to put slap a, a manga coat of paint over your mm. Western comic and think, oh, this is going to this will be fine. Yeah, they did it no. recently for a Batman annual, and they did it recently for a, a, a Flash mini that I was reading, and it was just so shallow and so obvious <laughs> so like yeah. an attempt I just thought, how, what are they doing how how do they think this is going to connect with anyone you know yeah Move, moving to another uh, media they did it recently for a batman animated film mm. right oh yeah and it's just it, it, as you said it's just very it always stinks very shallow. it always sounds it looks very shallow it always there's not because there's not the sensibilities or the yeah writing behind it yeah it's... Yeah, I think you're right, man. And it, it needs to be a whole different format, I think, if you're going to do it. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. I mean, there are Spider-Man, Hulk, Wolverine manga already, mm. you know, that it's been produced in Japan. If you read the recent Bubbles issue, um, Ryan Hol- Holberg does, I oh, know it's not, it's uh, Sean, Sean Azir does an article on the um, the Hulk manga that we've never seen over here. Right. Um, yeah, big shout out to Sean. He did a great interview with Johnny Cannon this week on uh, Wits End. Well, we'll nice. watch it on YouTube. Yeah, so, yeah. who did do it very well, actually, was... Um... So you had Charles uh, Saul on recently, didn't you? Uh, no, we haven't. No. Have you not? Oh, I've got the wrong no. name. Apologies. That's right. Uh, ignore me then. Uh, so <laughs> there's uh, there was a there's a current Star Wars event going on called um, the High Republic. Oh, Kevin Scott, uh, I think you're thinking of. Ah, uh, yeah. thank you. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, 
And um, this was like a whole multi. This idea was like a whole multimedia project that was going to be there's like three core books which would represent your free films in part, part of that thing, and then it'd be like a series of comics and audio dramas and all that kind of jazz. But there's also uh, free manga as part of that as well. Okay. And that was done exceptionally well because it was a completely separate. It was part of this grand scheme. Right. Of okay. Done com- right. It was done completely separately. The formatting was done done properly. It was that same sort of like like a bit bigger than a five size size book with like cheap paper you know yeah, what i mean like it was yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. the oversized word balloons you know it's all spot on and it was just really oh, yeah, cool really really well done actually and written by western creators or drawn by western I creators would, or do you know what? i'm frantically googling it now to just give you the answer so <laughs> just takes time. And, hold on i can yeah. actually it was written by uh shamia shania right and justin ireland and art by mizuki uh salabar salakaibrai so yeah i'm gonna say like they, probably fine yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But it was again, it was a really it just was a really good example of like, hey, you've got this whole big IP and we've got this whole big collective collective yeah. thing. And it's just like, hey, we're gonna do one part, it's just a manga. Hmm. And we're gonna have two great volumes from it and they're self contained and they all fit in and they feed in the story. So really well done. Really well done. It makes you wonder when you know, when you've got like a movie like the new Black Panther movie or something like that, you know, we get we obviously get a Marvel comic that comes out. You know, it's, it's usually yeah. a fucking half-assed or something. You know, you know, usually get yeah, yeah, probably yeah. an Ant Man comic yeah. like something half-assed coming out at the moment. The why don't they just fucking go right? We're going to do a full-on manga of this. Yeah, yeah. and stick out both. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, here, okay. So leading on from that question, let's go back to European comics and the question. I would ask you guys is what the, the the opportunities for translation are now available with even even though Europe comics have are not sort of forward facing anymore they're still providing the um, the English translation books mm. available to be bought. What is the reason that we don't read more Bond Dessinée in this country? Um, there are obviously for those shouting at their podcast, you know, their phones at home. There 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 obviously are exceptions. There's a lot of asterisk sold. There's I'm I'm yeah. guessing a lot of urges sold. But why isn't the rest of it you know, why aren't we frantically trying to get it like they do in France? For, for me, it doesn't seem to have an in. Like, right. <clears throat> I'm not, I don't see it every day in front of me. Like, okay. perhaps it's just the comic feeds I'm, I'm looking at, but never people are talking about European comics. Right. Because I think, oh, yeah, look at this. Oh, that looks fucking great. I get that. Like, I've just jumped onto the European Europe comic site and seen stuff already, which is like, wow, that sounds great. Yeah. But I, I just, just because I don't, I'm not looking at it on the regs, I don't. Okay. I don't get my interest peaked by it. Okay, what, what do you think, Tommy? Tommy Gunn? So I would. Um, so from the book that uh, I saw, when you guys put this to me, I sort of went from my shelves and I found a book that I'd read a little while back, and you know, yeah. went through. And every page has a lot of text. Yeah, yeah. and there's a like yeah. it's a there's a lot going on there, frankly. And it's like when you said about why why does why isn't it read as often? Because you it's really is you've got to read it. Yeah. I think it's that investment people are scared of. It's a, yeah, yeah. And like, don't know, the the art is I really do the art. I love what they do. And I'm but I'm looking at one panel here, and the panel is uh hold on. Let's say it's uh ten centimeters by fifteen. Okay. And essentially that's all text. And there's right. a little profile picture of someone's head. Right. And <laughs> yeah. maybe that's a bit of an extreme one, but like it, there's a just it's a lot. So you are you are actually it's it's reading it, it's like a book. Yeah, and, think, and this may be a problem issue that this particular comic suffers with from, um, but they do. They are always very text heavy. I know a lot of people talk about uh, talk fondly about Asterix and Obelix. Yeah, 
and like all the in jokes in there, the little jokes in there. But there's also there's, a lot of there's a lot of reading in an asterisk. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. That's not that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you compare that to like the frantic pace of manga. God, yeah, they're like polar opposites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what we talked we talked we talked a bit about it last week. I think we lay somewhere between the two. You know, when you've got like a twenty page comic, you're getting a what a four or five minute read with a dopamine hit at the end. Yeah. Um, and these days, there's a lot of overwritten comics. Let's face it, we see them every day. But there's, it seems to be a faster read to get through. But I, I, the fucking price is about the same. Yeah. Know, to do that in a BD book. I think it really depends on what your what the experience you're looking for at the mm. time. Yeah. Like coming into a coming into a Bond SNN uh, SNA book. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when you say one thing a lot, <laughs> uh, we're coming into one of those books. Um, you got to set more time aside, right? You all, you know, you have a coffee on the go, you've yeah. got a nice biscuit, and you're just like, that's that could be like an afternoon reading. Whereas you can whiz through a trade of X Men yeah. in the same sort of time, mm. and you get a you get just you just get a different hit from it. And that's yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. It's you know it's a bit like the difference between you know like a summer fling and a you know summer fling mm. and a uh, long term relationship, but it's just a different. What's the, what's the long term relationship? Oh, I get you. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two, two summers. It kind of unbalances me with the uh, when there's too much text in a comic. I always feel like well, I could be reading a book and I'm getting a different experience. Like okay. using too much text tips it over to me to the point, well, why don't just make this a fucking book? Because you can do through the different mediums, you can tell different stories. And when you're kind of a comic and you've got loads and loads of text, it's like, uh, is this the right story to be telling it or are you telling it the right way yeah do you know what i mean I, sometimes i kind of sigh like i was with uh, go back, back on it later but like reading through issues of spawn and just i get hit with these pages of this text yeah and it's just like this just don't doesn't work the way you maybe it's the case of presentation the way yeah it's been, I, I think it is man i think you've got your people can be intimidated by blocks of text but i think people can also be intimidated by a big chunk of arts you know lots of different mm. you know yeah you're right you know people would rather read a much simpler told story you know yeah. than they would something that is a lush series of art you know when you think of um black sad black sad should be the biggest book in this country you know it's, it's, it's fucking undoubtedly amazing. one yeah. of the best drawn and yeah. best written yeah. comics out there but nobody knows about it mm. you know and i, I think they I look so. at those big volumes and they think oh that looks a bit much, bit, bit much and i'd rather read this rolled up copy of you know commando magazine or something commando yeah. comic you know I, I know it's like end struggles with a little bit with um, comics. It's like, should, how long do you spend looking at a panel? Yeah. Because yeah. in her head, she's like, well, I've That's read the point. text. And yeah. now do I, how long do I spend looking at the panel? And to some extent, like, I should probably try on these books just generally because, like, hey, when you've read the text, you probably had enough time to look at the panel anyway. Yeah. yeah. And you can move on to the next one. Um, you, I just, you just sent us that picture from that you'll yeah, recommend. Fuck yeah. me, fuck me, I couldn't be bothered with that man. <laughs> it's <laughs> a fucking <laughs> massive amount of text. Yeah, yeah. And then you also you also add into that. Um, it's it's a slightly obscure font, right? It's yeah. not a it's not like a golden age. It's got slightly italicized. It's slightly yeah. italicized. Yeah. So it's it's I, don't, I had a good time reading it this afternoon. But it was yeah, yeah, I, I read it. I really felt like it was a you know it's working to it's, muscles for that way. It reminds me of uh, there's a Robert Crumb book where he like he used to make comics for his brother and his brother used to write, overwrite all the time. Yeah. And like they'd be like nine tenths of the panel was text and like the character's head just squeezed in at the fucking bottom. <laughs> it's got a, a, a sort of smidge of that about it. Yeah. yeah mm. It's like, do you remember um, Rupert the Bear comics? Maybe you don't, but when you're a kid, you get Rupert the Bear annuals and that's not really a comic. It's like a series no. of images yeah. with a block of text underneath it. I yeah. never read the fucking text. No. I can never be bothered, you know, no. as a kid. 
I think yeah. I got loads of those annuals as a kid. I don't can't recall reading m- much of it. Uh, for the same reason, T. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's, a, I think there's a lack of education around bond destiny as well. I think I think we don't we don't see it enough. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, it's not the cool kids who are going to the library and reading to you know. It was us, you know, and it, I think mm-hmm. we don't. If you go, even if you go to Italy and you go in a train station, there's comics above the cigarettes in the train station you can buy, mm. you know. And I think we just don't. I think I genuinely think it's a lack of education, and you get these these hardback collections, and people think they're like a collector's thing, I think. Mm. You know, not, for a read, not for a reading, as yeah, it were. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we're pre-programmed to think like that. I mean, how many? look at how many of the hardback collections of graphic novels we've seen from the hamsterdization mm. yeah. of comics have sat on people's coffee tables at home, and they think they're awfully cool for owning them. But how many people have read them? Yeah. yeah. I have a conversation. I had a conversation with Sam at Nobrow. We were talking about a particular book, and I said, it will sell well, but nobody will read it. Because you know, a certain you know the the great literati of the world will think this is um, cool to own. Yeah, an object to own rather than yeah, something to read. Yeah, and I think maybe and... they look at something like Black Sad and they think, oh, it's a cat. It's an object to own. It looks a bit oh, It looks a bit old fashioned. Maybe. I've you got know. to get the. I've only got like one of that, and I'm really kicking myself now because I've like I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's, it's so. So lovely. it kind of it's, sometimes when you read a comic and you can actually like, it's so engrossed in the environment. It feels like almost real, like the, the world they're painting. Yeah, I was getting getting elements of that when reading that book. It's yeah. just phenomenal. Yeah, it's so lovely, see, isn't it? Yeah. See, it's interesting though because you think about uh, sort of Valerian, for example. Yeah. Uh, it's not that text heavy compared to some of these books, mm. and it could just be the time it was written and that kind of jazz. But it's they seem to go along uh, more of a fair clip compared yeah. to. Do you think that some BD appears old fashioned to people? I think if you showed a kid who was into manga um, that uh, book you mentioned there, it would look a little bit old-fashioned. Even yeah, stuff maybe, like yeah. Enrico Marini's oh. stuff or, you know... Um, it you know, does come across to me a little high Michael Valiant, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, kind of, this is a bit more kind of a step up and mm-hmm. that might put people off. Uh, I don't know why it should. I mean, it's comics and... I think, even I think, if, like, the art style doesn't appeal, you can look at the craft in it. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's got like a, a timeless quality yeah. for the, the level of workmanship. I mean, you two youngsters will be aware of this, but I think we also live in the world of TikTok brain, don't we? Yes. You know, where people mm-hmm. yeah. can't consume anything that isn't that is longer than, what's it, 20 seconds or something. I've found myself this week, I started watching like YouTube shorts or something. Yeah. And then I've, I've done 10. And then suddenly my, someone's like, a part of my brain snapping the fingers like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you waste, like, he just me. sucks you in, <laughs> waste your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've burnt up a load of time here doing for nothing. Yeah. It's shit. Yeah. Could be watching porn, for example. Yeah. Much yeah. longer form storytelling, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, a, t- uh, are you a TikToker, Tom? No, I'm, I'm into porn. Yeah, good man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Good to see that the old traditions still hang about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I like uh, a story as well. Do you know what I mean? I like a good, dense story at the start. Mm-hmm. You know, how well, those, you know the yeah. story, the things about like the, uh, the the government's spying on you when you're using TikTok. I, I was like on a Huawei phone for like four years. <laughs> I'm not sure, <laughs> not sure what the Chinese government would find particularly interesting. Maybe that's about. the reason they haven't invaded us. Yeah, because they've seen your <laughs> internet history. He's over there. Yeah. So he just keeps fucking downloading and sending people memes. There's hardly any pictures of his family. He don't give a shit. He's a mental case. <laughs> He's in this crazy. He's really into. <laughs> He's in this group called uh, ACP and the Make-A-Wish Kid, and that one's just full of filth. <laughs> that Do you know my favourite name for a group, that? Yeah, that's the one we're in with, Tom. Yeah. yeah. 
You I mean got... that, Tom? I did, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what did I call this call? Look, it's Tom or something like that. Hooray, it's Tom or something like that. That's my name for this call. Very good. Very good. So, so what's the, um, what was the first um, Bond SNM book you remember reading? That's an interesting one. I think it's going to be Asterix for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, same Asterix or Obelix. Cool Kids Asterix, read, read Asterix. The Spotty Kids read Herge. That's how it, you, Tintin. What do you think? Well, as a Spotty Kid, yeah, absolutely. That's how, that's what yeah. I think. I think was, was ever there, I fucking gravitated towards. Uh, yeah. I think I did prefer Asterix and Obelix. Most of the fucking puns went way over my head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a kid, like Get Effects. Just, that's his name, yeah. Get Effects. Didn't didn't get that. So. <laughs> Even dogmatics, I didn't know what a dog, yeah. being dogmatic was, so it didn't make any yeah. sense to me. But it's you know, I think when I got back into it, it was when you uh, we Desert Star. Oh yeah, and I read yeah, that, yeah. and then oh. I, was like, I was like, oh fuck me, and then I just realised how much of this stuff there was, and it was absolute gold. Azarino um, put us on that under our nose, yeah. didn't she? She, she yeah. was sort of she turned she she popped along, and she was sort of tempting us with various things, and then we went, oh my god, what's this? You know, I think yeah. it is that case, isn't it? You do need to find that one that just sparks it off in me. Mm-hmm. And everyone, I think the mistake people think is, you know, Bond Destiny is these sort of lushly drawn westerns and fantasies and sci-fi tales, and they're not. They they have evolved with time. You know, they are these more personal sort of autobiographical stuff. And you know, if you look oh. if you look at half a, or a lot of the stuff that was in posters on on tables at, on Glam, it was it it was a lot of the sort of fantagra what we probably describe as fantagraphics fodder. You know, yeah. there's a lot of that going on as well. There's a whole range of stuff, like literally, yeah. like there's. The SAS stuff, like historical yeah, the, kind the of regiment, fiction. yeah, yeah, the yeah. regiment. Didn't they get made into a TV series? I, I think that's the current one on BBC, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It when you think yeah. for a French publisher had to put it out about <laughs> terrible, isn't it? They do loads of stuff like that. Like there's that video game Ghosts of Tsushima, and mm-hmm. there was like a, a kind of a board in uh, Japan saying this game has done more for like the cultural enrichment to sort of show other people our culture than anything we've produced in years. Oh, right. So it's odd that other cultures, like, have shown an appreciation yeah. of by doing stuff like that. And same with the comics. It's fucking nuts. I mean, there's another Asterix movie, live-action movie just come out in France. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. We don't see it, do we? It's like, I mean, Gerard mm. Depardieu was Obelix in a couple of them, wasn't he? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then they, we're walking through the subway just, Changing trade stations in Paris and the posters up for it, and then it's on at the cinema in Angoulême. I think, oh, nothing about that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I'd kind of go and. I've seen it on TV a couple of times. I was like, oh, this is not for me. This. Yeah. Yeah. I think what brought me back for um, for it was when City Book arrived. Um, okay. Was before mm. we did the pod, and um, I was buying Thirteen, which is the sort of spy one. I know that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And. Um, uh, Merbius does an issue of that. He does really? the art in an issue of that. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I think it was Jean Giraud. Jean Giraud on that it was okay. using that name. Yeah, it was even... interesting. Go on, Tom. No, it's good. No, go on, go on, go on. Go on. I didn't even realise that was a fucking comic till I played a, a video game they made right. of it, and I was like, oh, it's a fucking comic, and. Yeah, that's the way you find out about stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's oh, been it's... resurrected. It's it's up to about volume twenty five now or something. I think oh, okay. they had like a spin off as well. Yeah. How is Mobius art style on that? Is it sort of a classic? Uh, much pastels? more straightforward. It's not really the really? Inkle okay. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because he has all these different various styles. And you look at the Inkle, then you look at Blueberry, and then you look at yeah. you know, 13 mm. and stuff. It's, it's very different. Um, he is, uh, he's just one of those I, I'll happily read anything he puts out for him. Anything okay. he puts out for him. Really like, yeah. Um, so, interesting. I, 
Well, I know, I've really got into the um, so after the June documentary with Jadarowski, yeah, I then started reading the Meta Barons, mm, yes, and then that led me back to the Inkle and then Mobius from mm. there and so on and so forth, frankly. But yeah, just just Meta Barons, that. yeah, that's fucking insane. Ah, oh, love it. Oh, yeah. such a, well, absolutely amazing series. Should we? Because we're going to talk about that in a second, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, Should we just have an extended recommends, guys? I mean, sure, we can go straight into that. Yeah. yeah. And then, so if we do the if we do the shoutouts, and then we'll go straight into Dan's, and that'll give rise to another question I've got for you. Cool. Um, okay. So, has anyone got any shoutouts? Uh, yes, oh, I do. Yes. Go on then, Tom. Go for it. Uh, so um, yesterday, uh, Sean. Uh, Jefferson and Matthew, Sean Jefferson, who puts out, uh, I think it was Overlord. Yeah, Matthew. yeah, yeah, I've had it on the show. Yeah, yeah. Overlord. Uh, they they got their marriage yesterday. Uh, they invited hey, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, they invited, uh, invited a few of us at the wedding, so also shout out uh, Milmo. Oh, cool. I haven't seen Milmo and, for years. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's doing very well. And PJ as well. Oh, nice. Oh, there you go. Did you get on it? Yeah. Uh, I got on the dance floor. Good man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were there dancing away until the wee hours of 11 o'clock. And then we went home. <laughs> you animal. Yeah. Uh, but yes, no, uh, lovely day. Uh, wish them all the best. Oh, congratulations, Sean. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, nice work. What have you got, Danny boy? I have got five. Oh, get on it. Do it. Oh. First off, Lawless. Oh, yeah. 27th, 28th mm. of May, 2023. Double Tree by Horton Hotel, Bristol. Uh, go buy your tickets for that. Have you it's got the guest ha- list there? Anyone in? Do you want to read out a few uh, of the guests? Or? I can, yeah, I, I sure can, Tony. Maybe good, just wait for man. it to load up. Hold on. It's okay, man. I'll... We've got um, Dave Gibbons, Mick McManon, uh, John Wagner, John Higgins, Glenn Frabry, Andy Diggle, Henry Flint, Patrick Goddard, David Roach, Mike Collins, Sally Jane Hurst, Dan Cornwell, Lou Stringer, Karen Hall. Oh, I didn't know Lou did Mark conventions. Dory. I think this is the first room. Oh, so, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Chris Weston, Kev Crossley, Laura Howell, <laughs> Robin Williams, Anna Marozovel. Uh, ben Wilshire, Michael Carroll, Warwick Fraser McCombs, good man, good uh, man, yeah. legend, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Eric pa- Eric Peterson, Ian Edgington, Disraeli, and Fraser Irving. Oh, nice, thank you. Yeah, twenty seven, twenty eight for me. And if you go to the website, you can click on you get look, these little bios, and you can see what they're up to. Good uh, stuff. Yeah. Oh man, it'd be great to go and see fucking uh, Warwick Fraser McCombs there. He's a good lad, Nate. We like yeah. him a lot. Yeah, yeah. The I think their charity is a Samaritans this year, isn't it? They're raising money for ah, Samaritans. Yeah, okay. yeah, good yeah it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, next one is Kickstarter Bullet Bullet Adventures issues one to three. Oh, the Speedy yeah. Superhero series continues. Continuing the adventures of the second and third issues. Fast paced action. Family dynamics equals modern approach to classic superheroes. Go check that. A smash race target. Uh, former guest on the show, show uh, Randy Stone. We've Best got, name ever. Yeah. <laughs> The Gentleman Ghouls, the Apocalypse Trilogy. By, oh, yeah, uh, by Alfie. Yeah, yeah, our friend Alfie Gallagher. I haven't spoken to Alfie in ages. No, me neither for ages, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. A uh, smash for its target, so go check that one out. Uh, we've got The Relentless Lark, an urban vigilante goes on a genre-hopping tour of her own hometown to hunt down the copycat impersonating her superhero father. I did a call-out on the ACP for people to uh, shout out their Kickstarter campaigns. Cool. And I looked at this one and realised I'd already backed it. So oh, good go. man. Oh, nice work. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we've got uh, Only Girl issue one in glorious colour. Thank you for helping me realise my dream of having Only Girl printed in colour. So presumably this is a comic that people might already be. Uh, it looked a bit aware like of. a sort of it had a sort of Hilda vibe to it when I looked yes. at that one. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, by Lindsay Little, first crash Bat Seven. That's well on its way to being uh, fully funded. So go check that out. Uh, about Only Girl, Des is a half human, half Oni, and new girl at Yokai Jima High School. 
a school for monster children. In a world where monsters are scarce, students must learn to assimilate the appearance and behavior of humans in order to survive. There does not make sense of this world she lives in, but also the duality of her nature. That looks like more like a kind of young teens book. Yeah. Uh, Speaking as a father, I think most kids are monster children at some point in their lives, don't they? Yeah, yeah. tell me about <laughs> it. <that. laughs> you got any more? Okay, the, yeah. uh, and that's it. Good man, I've got one. Very good. DUI 3 is well on the road. So we had a meeting today. Um, We had a look at all the stories. Uh, We'd love to see some more personal stories. Uh, um, So the the submissions is still open. Please do. Um, I would like to say no more robot stories. We've got got plenty of robots in there at the moment. Um, So just bear in mind that the charity is mine. So it would be good if we had something um, that maybe applies itself to just that side of things, not necessarily mm. mental health, but you know, just to make it a little bit more personal sort of thing. Um, Eamon is also prepared to um, hook up artists and writers. So if you're an artist and you want to have a, have a go, we've got, you know, there's loads of people in the Slack. I'm sure you guys would love yeah. to have a go, you know, come up and he will hook you up with a writer. And it's a good little bit of practice for people who, you know, want to mm. work in a collaboration. Maybe they haven't worked that way before. Um, if you're doing one or two pages, you're probably more likely to get in than a five pager. I think, whilst Eamon has said five pages, I think it's probably just me personally saying this. I think in an anthology like that, I think the one, two, and three pages are more readable than the five pages. I'm going to say, um, and I know in in, previ- in the previous incarnations of the book, um, the editors Sarah and um, and Eamon have both said, Could, you know, you've got this as five pages. Why is it five? You know. Yeah. Can yeah, you maybe do it in got, three? Got, you know, it's easy. To, it's not easy to bring it shorter, but like five pages, it's not long and it's not short in a way. So yeah, you yeah. kind of really mm-hmm. for the amount of pages you're taking, you got to be delivering a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that so we could do with some more interesting stories. I put it that way. More more personal, more on that mm-hmm. side of things. No more robots, please. God bless you all. Um, thanks for the, everyone who's submitted so far. I think he's going to be doing some emails and some posts about the sort of progress on it. But you've still got time, so come yeah. forward. Um, even if you just want, you haven't got a story but you want to get involved, then come forward and just stick your name on the Facebook page or in the Slack or just contact one of us or Eamon, um, MCBC Podcast, and you can um, you can get involved in it. And it's a good, it's a good yeah. charity that we're working for this year. It's going to be mine. All the money will be going there. Marvellous people. Um, I might all my books go raise money for mine at the moment, so, and, I, and I think they're, they're, oh, they're nice wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Yes, to do that. No, so good. good. So that's the shout outs. Um, general talk about. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on now. So uh, you going on the notes, Steve? <laughs> yeah, just reading the notes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's good. That's good. Thank you. Natural. And so we're going to go into the recommends, but I think we're going to start with you, Dan, because there's a couple of questions. We're going to we're going to modify the recommends a bit and turn it into a bit of a talking point. I think around your yes. first one. Yeah. Your first right. one is. I hate the word problematical, but I'm going to say the writer of this is a strange fucking geezer. Oh, God, yeah, yeah that's totally <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're going to have is. a little chat, chat about yours. Yeah, I know you're a fan as well, Tom, aren't you? I am, and I, yeah. I, I, I'm always embarrassed to say I'm a fan because he, he is... Me too, man. I'm a fan of a lot he, of this stuff, yeah. yeah. He's, he's tricky. He's tricky. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, like I've, a song. He's like one of the people, like, uh, his work in the world, uh, I, I see that as a positive... Yes. You know I mean, yeah. you, it may not be always be your cup of tea, or you, you find it questionable. But I like people who uh, push it. Yeah, yeah. Rather, yeah. rather it be then than it wasn't. Yeah. So what yeah. is it? What is it you want to talk about? Uh, you... It's Alexandra Alexandra Jorodowski's Screaming Planet Volume One. Cool. Which is a uh, collection of some of the stories that appeared in Metal Hurlant, I believe. Yep. Yep. For this mm-hmm. this sort of collection, and uh, it's got an interesting little. Uh, 
bit at the beginning and might tie into sort of some of the questions we're going to talk about. And he talks about his process of, of kind of like uh, a writer and making the script and the story that he's got work with the artist so they've got some investment in it, which is kind of okay. odd. I don't think I've, I've come across that too often. But like if a, a writer has a story, I've got a story, and then you talk about the artist about how to bring that story to life. And this he seems to find out the artist what their strengths and weaknesses are. And so like, right, I'm going to make a story about that with your input which seems an odd way of going about it for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. It's an interesting one, isn't it? So what comes first? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So now, are you... these, I was, I was are these stories within the Metabaron universe or are they a separate thing altogether? I'm not too sure. They, they, they're all kind of it like feels space. like they are, kind of, but it's they're so, they're so spread out. Yeah. It could be just for the fact that uh, you got the same, the author's voice goes, rings through so much that it could mm. well be in the same stuff. Like, there's one story where they, they he does the things oh, I've practiced doing this for like ten thousand years. And like, okay, <laughs> like yeah. time time doesn't really seem to have much of a concept. It's just to kind of you throw it in there and it makes it seem epic. If one dude's practicing how to use a sword for ten thousand years, you know he's going to be <laughs> pretty fucking handy. <laughs> the, yes. a, it's a sort of thing when you say it's in the same universe. It's got we could probably say yes or no and discuss it, mm. but right. Jodorowsky, depending on how much coffee or whatever he's ingested that day, will probably go yes, it is or no, it isn't, and he'd have yeah. to, you know, it's almost like that with him, isn't it? I think sometimes to an extent, yeah, to an extent, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, I actually think Jodorowsky is just fucking with us all the time. I think he, I think a lot of his fiction writing is him fucking with us. This living troll, yeah. Mm. Sometimes I go, I, I flip with Jodorowsky, I flip between this man is an absolute genius or this man is just a faker. Yeah. You know, and I sort of flip between the two. I think this is amazing, this is amazing. What is he trying to say? It's just nonsense. You know what I mean? Almost like sometimes he's worn the mask so long that the mask is now his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no yeah. difference. I'm just not sure if he's off his tits all the time, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, wasn't he like a mime artist to start with, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he... I, I think we've both read because um, he's got quite a few autobiographies out. Yeah, um, I yeah, think yeah. I've read one. I don't know if you've read one as well. I've read one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they're they're something. They really are something. Yeah. Wow. I read this one and it just goes on about this bloke he saw on a motorbike at the start and how this bloke's spirit left his body and all this. I'm like, the fuck? He just what? delivered a pizza or something. You know, it's like it just yeah. goes on and on about. It. Did you know that Sergio Aragonés um, was a uh, worked in theatre with him? Really? No. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. that? well, that's yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to explain a bit more about the book then, Dan? Because you've yeah, got, you've so got kind of, haven't you? So this is kind of like highlights. There's how many? One, two, three, four, five, six. It's about ten stories, and they're short stories. They're some only four or five pages long, yeah. and uh, they're just equally fucking nuts all the way through. One I really enjoyed, but it's got that stuff. Whenever I'm reading a, a Jodorowsky book. And you're just like, whoa, where the fuck did that come from? That's like fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one is, is uh, I can go, go into spoilers about this, like, because I'm not sure if you ever read this, but it's called The Last Word. And essentially it's like a planet talking about how this race uh, is born on it, evolves. They eventually start war, start mining the planet, uh, get to its core. And there's like a kind of a head, a huge head, head-shaped rock that looks a bit kind of like, a, a man turning into a werewolf like mid transformation so like halfway right. through and they idolize it and think right give us answers and all the way through you get this inner monologue of this world of oh, i hate these people now and so when they're all around he <laughs> says fire and the world detonates and then 
this huge stone like monstrous face is launched into outer space and it pops up several times in some of the other comics there's like this screaming fireball of like screaming meteorite this flaming skull head uh, like wolf head and it's fucking mental. <laughs> well, uh, you know the the, the the thing you posited there at the start, that you're describing the way that he speaks to collaborators and how he goes about collaborating. Yeah. Do you think he speaks to an artist and he says, oh, what kind of things do you like? You know, what have you drawn well, in the past? And he goes, yeah. I know what you, I should write yeah. for you, an exploding werewolf man head that flies yeah. into space. Yep, came to me in a flash of inspiration. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, um, he says, uh, just in part of the introduction, he goes, he talks about the, the stories he was telling. And he goes, up until then, I'd specialised in four, six, eight or 10-volume series. Before starting each of these sagas, I would meet several times with the artist for his previous works I admired. I would ask him questions to figure out his personality, his taste, his archetypes uh, that people see as unconscious. His level of consciousness, his religion, or how do you gauge someone's level of consciousness? I don't know. His religious or political ideals. Uh, <laughs> the imaginary worlds he longed to explore. From all this data, I created adventures that would take place in the universe the artist could consider his own and characters with whom he could ident- identify. That's uh, is that because oh, I've worked with both of you. I've written stuff for both of you guys, haven't I? Mm-hmm. And uh, can you imagine if, like, uh, I'd say, Tom, before we begin this uh, this yeah. journey, I yeah, want to yeah, sit yeah. down. Yeah. I want to explore your yeah. life, and I want okay, you to talk right. to me about your dreams. And um, do you like Jane McDonald's Bottom? And all yeah. this sort of thing. We talk, we talk for ages yeah, and ages, yeah. and you'd you'd be like, I don't want to work with this guy. He's fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. This is a very superficial uh, observation, but if you look at the cover of this book, yeah, I guarantee you the person you're not, I guarantee the person you're not going to notice is there are not blades coming out of the guns. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of other things you can notice first, where you, you notice what the hell's going on with the guns. Yeah. Excellent chest chest armor. Which <laughs> yeah. So the thing is that that first story in it is um so i reread it uh, the first story this morning because when you said you were gonna look at it so i thought i'll have a look yeah. at this so the third story is basically about a person who's got mummy issues so he wants to see his mum so he beats his way and kills his way through her army so he could see her before she goes to bed now oh, this is the invasion uh, yeah the, yeah, the, the first one fucking, and he yeah, goes that's... so do you think the the artist on that whose name escapes me who is it on that one dan can you remember uh it doesn't fucking hold on let me skip through to the front okay yeah yeah it handy doesn't like do them too well. So, yeah. So uh, it's by Igor Barenko. So it, Mr. Barenko, um, Luke, we need to talk about your psychological issues. Do you have serious mummy issues? And would you mind, you know, killing everyone who's stopping you seeing your mum? You know, do you think that it got down to a sort of Freudian level with this artist, where Jodorowsky decided he had, you know, yeah. you know, Oedipus also, or something? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't. He's 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 such a. I don't want to say character, but he's he's so he's off in his own space. I, he's I kind of like I feel like he's it, just saying what he wants to say on a particular day. I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. I would would be surprised if he's gone into the minutiae of that with every artist he's worked with and someone's just yeah, a, yeah, got yeah. a script and thought, Oh, yeah, I've got this nutty thing from Jodorowsky to draw. Because yeah. that that one, like th- this is one of the ones that were like, Fucking hell, where did that come from? He sort of goes nuts, like cutting his way for all these people to get to his mum. He's like this huge kind of Jabba the Hutt kind of character. Jabba the Hutt yeah. style creature. She goes, well, I wasn't actually your mum. You turned up like in this floating kind of pancreas <laughs> yeah. that was holding you up by like three, three holes you in your chest. you got three navels. Yeah. yeah, and he opens it up. He's got three navels in his chest. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I could never, ever have fucking seen that coming. But... <laughs> and then he meets a lady who hasn't got any eyes. She's just got a big yeah. hole in her head where there should be an eye. And he, then at the end she... of it, she transforms herself. Yeah. yeah. He, the the mum says, 
uh, I, I don't know where he came from. Go and ask the, the girls, the, the women at this temple, and they'll tell you. And he says, I don't believe in those drug nuns. <laughs> Not having a man <laughs> makes him hysterical, but I will go. <laughs> Nothing will make yeah. me read a comic more than sexy nuns. And then it turns up and there's yeah. just like the, the phallic symbols all over the fucking temple. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, the, the, the nun sends him on a journey with this like magic sword that takes him years and years and years. And then when he comes back, she's kind of like uh, sticks these fingers in his holes in his chest and then becomes like a giant spider, which then kills everyone on the planet. And you're like, okay, cl- classic. We've all had that dream, <laughs> haven't we? You know what I mean? The classic story playing out. Yeah. I'm going out with a girl, we're down the dog and duck, and she lifts my shirt up, and I've got a big hole, so she sticks her fingers in it. Yeah. That's, that's but, something going wrong with my cheese brain that night, isn't there, if you have that. But the, the stinger in the end, like, the, as the, the big spider monster is sort of like beginning its conquest of the world, it releases the two babies again, one with the three holes in its chest, held up by a kind of fleshy balloon sack, and one with a big eye, sending <laughs> it off to, to, to impregnate another world and do the same thing over again. So it's like a cycle of these things coming down killing everyone on the planet and then doing it again. Imagine these artists going, oh, I'm not working with him. Because he remember yeah. when he worked with John Smith and he, he said that he, he got inspired by John Smith to do yeah. this thing about sticking fingers in men. You know, he said, I'm not going to, I don't want people thinking about it. You know, it's like that, isn't it? You know, sticking oh. men, men holes in their chest. Well, I always imagine that when he they said that first bit about getting to know the artist, they just like went out on the piss. Yeah. And just talked absolute bollocks yeah. for an entire evening. Maybe they just like, zoomed, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, what was I fucking talking about last night? Fucking people... Fingers and chests and eyeballs floating around. So, yeah, we yeah. agreed to do it, mate. Go draw it now. <laughs> that is true. It's weird, isn't it? I, I, like, I've never done that with Cliff. No. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you were to write, surely you've got an idea for your story before the artist even comes along. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. We've, we've had different answers from different writers on here about how they go about... I mean, we had. Well, I mean, we had a cocky writer in the first year saying, "I don't approach artists; they approach me." You know yeah. that sort of thing. Oh, really? Okay. You know, and so you have this sort of. You, know, you have a lot of sensible artists to say, "Look, I cater stories to. I know what what sort of stuff they can do. This particular artist, or mm-hmm. they prefer. I can see that being. But you yeah. know, to, to psychologically profile someone, I don't know whether that you need you need to do all that. So, yeah. I mean, Dan, here's a here's a question. So, you've gone through the, all the short stories here, right? Mm. Yeah. Do any of them not work from an art point of view? Do yeah. any of them feel like actually they weren't the right person for this job? Honestly, no. They're all, they're right. all fine. They're, they're kind of... So like the, the ones where it's talking heads, that it's clear, it flows right. If it's more of an action one, it, you can... He's a line one, of action. Yeah, which feel like point. a kind of a, a, a style Dracula style one set, like and there's a period piece and uh, the, the lady in question sort of goes back to find out the roots of Dracula and stuff. And the artist for that is absolutely fucking bang on. Like, yeah, this this, this artist. So is... he's, we make him right around his theory, then, really, don't we? I mean, so yeah. I was because I was sort of thinking about this. Do you think in a month's time you're still you could still remember some of these stories done? I think so. Yeah. And like, no. can you say that for a lot of the? I mean, maybe no. again. No, no. I I, no. I I like I like the writer. I always enjoy what he writes, and don't enjoy him, but I enjoy what he writes and the work the stuff he puts out. And I remember stuff from the meta bands. I couldn't fucking forget some of the stuff from the meta bands. Yeah, me yeah. too, man. Yeah, no and way. Same, same with the Inkle, same with like the yeah. um, oh, the strikes of Castra, I believe. I could, okay. Know, the uh, the meta baron genesis of Castra, Castrica. Um, yeah, loads. Of, and it's just there's some images in there that son of El Topo would say. I remember specific pages yeah. from that. Yeah. And it, yeah, I, 
he's nuts in the fruitcake, right? Yeah. But, yeah. But we need those yeah. people, Tom. Yeah. I agree with you, mate. Well, I yeah, yeah, want yeah, yeah. those people to create books. I don't want people who are just, you know, ordinary, boring Joe public to write books. I want people who are fucking off their nut. I mean, yeah. when you look at some of the my favourite writers in history, like Philip K. Dick, you know, well, you know all these sort of people. Yeah. They were all fucking mental cases. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I just—I say Hunter S. Thompson. He's got a yeah. video on YouTube there, a, a night at our farm. Have you seen that? That's the one where he's, he's shooting his neighbours. He's having fun over his neighbours. <laughs> 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 I talk with the camera. It's like fucking. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it, that is the case, though, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. have to be organised in a certain way to be able to write a book. But yes. some of the yeah. best stuff out there is, you know, the, especially the writer I'm going to talk about, you know, later with my recommend is, mm-hmm. it's clearly ingesting a lot of psychedelics. You know? mm-hmm. um, I, was, I was thinking about it and asked about face way of getting coupling up a writer with an artist because usually you'd say, right, I've got a script here, it's, it's high fantasy. I need lots of like uh, architecture and yeah. weaponry and people and stuff. So you'd you'd seek out an artist whose strengths could, and skills could could deliver that. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't go yeah, to one this oh, one about Mecca and Maggie. You wouldn't go to that artist. Yeah. He seems to kind of go the other way around. Where oh, this person seems to like this stuff, so I'm going to tell a story based around that. That works, just, right? Does I it. think that works. Yeah, you see, yeah. Well, obviously it does because he's very successful it, and he's done some mm. amazing comics, but. And it clearly works in this book. And he's got he's he's he must have either he has or somebody knows has got a great eye for great artists. Mm. Yeah, and but to I, keep I think... someone going and working on such a long piece like the like um, the Inkle, you know, I think yeah. he's obviously got something. You know, a genius like but, Mobius is going to work with him for that long. There's got to be something. Also, going on. Yeah. The, the also the shift from the Inkle's Mobius to uh, Metabaron Skinner's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's a hell of a shift. Like it's almost night and day, frankly. Yeah, it's much the art. The arts. I hate to say this, but it's more readable to Joe Public for the Meta Barons. I think. Okay. The Inkle is. If you put the Inkle in front of someone who never read comics, they think they think you you'd taken a mushroom trip. I think. That's really interesting. Do you think that's? that's oh, maybe it's just I, I think that's really. I don't know. I think that's. I think I, I can absolutely see that. I I enjoy both. And, yeah, me too, man. But yeah. the the I enjoy Gibbs Azar. I always find it quite full on. Yeah, right. But it's a very because it's this more detailed. Yeah, I always yeah, find so it the, sort of, going on. the eighties hair metal of yes. comic art. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you look at you know, like Mobius; it's so clean, and neat, mm. and there's I don't know. It's, it's, that's a really I find him is much closer to the camera. You know, there's you can see yeah, the wrinkles and mm. you know. No, but, it's really interesting. Really, that's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, part of what Mobius does is, is almost like cubism and. Yes. Yeah. 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 That kind of plays into that story because it is so. Um, I'm not saying Andrew, but it has this kind of. It, it's a. Um, it's an unwilling protagonist, right? Right. The, the protagonist gets brought along. It's he's not. It's there's no. Yeah, there's an urgency behind there, but it's not a direct line. If that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm just talking. Yeah. Well, we could do. We tea. should do a dive on that book one day, mate. I'd, I think yeah. if we all sat down and. Just, I have to be in the right frame of mind sometimes to read that book, I think. Well, there are mm-hmm. a lot of books are like that, aren't they? You know? But I think I kind of have to be in the right frame of mind to spend the time to concentrate on, okay. which takes us all the way back to why BD isn't as popular now. Yes. Because people don't, aren't bothered to invest in it that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and there's a, lot, there's a lot of ideas in that book. Yeah. Those books, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That on a, you know, I, I always think about when, 
think when Dan talked about the mess brands first on the pods. Yeah. Mentioning about the guy controlling a ship with his dick. Yeah. 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 And and then but then you combine that and then the ship obviously looks like a sperm and then there's another flying to the ship that looks like an egg and you go, oh, okay, oh, okay, it's this yeah. it's going for this yeah. metaphor this time. Okay, yeah, fine. But it's, a, or, it's been a while since I read it, but Mayor Barons is the one that lifts from Star Wars quite a lot. It has the two robots. Is that right? Uh, yes, it does yeah. have the two robots. Yeah, um, yeah it's always, it, you know, again, if you ask what day, ask you to ask on which day, it'll give a different answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, it, it was kind of the impression I got, and I'm I'm very happy to be wrong. I haven't read a lot about his history, but he he did the pitch for June. Right. That didn't that didn't yes. get made, and a lot of those ideas then went into the incoming. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he says as much in that interview in that documentary, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah. So he, it's hard to yeah hard to quite know where the line is drawn. Didn't he say that I've not even read June? Yeah, he just had the yeah. general idea in his yeah. head. Yeah. yeah, which he is also, quite remarkable. He also yeah. put son through like an Iranian boot camp to get him ready to play ball. Yeah, God, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Fucking hell! Like, but it was, see, that's me. That's method. But see that what you've literally just said there sums up how conflicted I am about him because sometimes yeah. when he says I haven't read Red June, I think you're a fucking bluffer, mate. Yeah. And then he says I'll put my son through his boot camp. I think, oh no, you are taking it really serious. Yeah. So, you know there is that. I don't know. I flip flop on him so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I find it's it in- of- intensely addictive to watch as well. You know, but there is something of the snake oil salesman about him sometimes. There is. There's a yeah. It's. I, it's it's hard. It's hard when someone who because um, the obvious idea is you you know the death of the author, the idea is death of the author, but then it should also yeah. be the birth of the reader as well. Right. Where you you look at what you're reading in context of who is right. You know, you try and look at some context behind as well. So what in his background led him to be so wacky? If it was just acid, yeah. Was there was there anything else behind it? But yeah, I mean, the son of El Topo. Have you read that, Tom? I haven't no, and no. I've not re- I've not watched El Topo either. I should do. But okay, it's, it's a difficult yeah. watch, especially. I'm a, I'm yeah. a vegetarian. It's a difficult watch, but the yeah, the, the son of El, El Topo is um, beautiful, um, and things happen in it that I like. I said earlier, I I, I remember to this day that the, and and memory works in that way, doesn't it? When it has an emotional aspect or element to it, you tend to you tend to remember it more. You know, which is why we we tend to remember the upsetting moments of our life more than we re- remember, mm-hmm. you know, the more banal bits. But and and there's bits in that that I do like absolutely, completely, you know, invest in. And there's some moments in it that are shockingly brutal and stuff, but are very well done and very well drawn, for exa- example, as well. But it's full of non sequiturs. So he'll just be riding along through the desert, and then he'll go, "Oh, look, a load of beehives," and you're like, "What the fuck just happened there?" You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's strange. He's he's so strange. I find him so strange, you know. But that's part yeah. of the allure of him, I think. You know. Mm. But there isn't there isn't a lot of those strange people making media. Me, I don't. Yeah, say there's media not enough. There's not. Enough. There's not. Yeah, you know. Agreed. No. I'm, I think we all watched um, uh, Mad Gods. Yes. And if you've seen it, absolutely. No, I started watching it, but didn't get through it. Yeah. But it's got the same kind of just a like a torture genius, as I know, vision. Yeah. That's the Bruce nearest obviously. movie to heavy metal, I think. Yeah, like watching okay. a heavy metal comic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched that on the plane, and I actually then became very self-conscious of people over my shoulder thinking, "What is he watching? What the fuck is he watching?" Yeah, but it sent me a bit peculiar because it was like an overnight flight, and I think I went a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. And because you gave me a heads up, I was like, it was like three in the afternoon. I had a nice cup of tea. <laughs> All the lights were on. Yeah. The cat was nearby. I was, like, I was in like the, the most comfy position I could be in, and I put the film on. I was like, okay, that's. 
I'm good now. I'm in a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's a, that's a good choice, Dan. That book, and I think it's Great quite chance. cheap on Comicsology, isn't it? At the moment, that one. I think I picked it up a whole wedge of them on like a Europe comic sale. Me too, uh, man. That's because I had it already yeah. from a few years yeah. ago. I think that's why I got it as well. Do you know, yeah. They've been on Humble Bundle a few times as well. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, it was a humble bundle sale. I got yeah. one. Yeah. That's great stuff for like you keep an eye out and then you, you can stick it on the drive wherever and then you think, Oh, I'll, I'll dip in on this. And yeah, then... yeah. The, the Meta Barons has definitely been on there. Yeah, it has, yeah. yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we're quite we're until this extended recommendations. There's actually winter horror for image comics on Humble Bundle right now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's a load of stuff. Uh Silver Coin, Shade oh, yeah. yeah. Uh Infidel, Hack and Slash Resurrection, oh, and nice. many more. Oh, cool. I just find it very difficult to navigate. I was trying to find the... I couldn't find the Europe Comics landing page on there this week. I don't know what's happened there. Oh, okay. Or the Soleil oh, okay. or anything like that. Yeah, I don't really know. I was having to go to Europe Comics, look at books I liked, and then go back and search for them on Comicsology, which is a bit of a weird way of doing it. But It's odd. I've kind of... I'm on their mailing list, so every time a new comics related thing comes up, I get... Yeah. They send me a message about it, and I check it out. But yes, that's an odd one. It's worth getting on the um, Cinebook one of that as well because there's some good stuff coming out there. Oh, nice yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I'm on that as well. I mean, if you're on the Slack, usually people post up a message saying, this is currently on sale on uh, <clears throat> Humble Bundle, so go check it out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Another great reason to be on the Slack. Excellent. ACP Slack. Great shouts. Good work. Shall I do mine and then we can go on to the question I'm going to... And then if you don't mind, Tom, and then we'll do yours. Yeah, final. of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been on a, a reading rip on the the um, difficult to google name michael moorcock um at the moment i'm a massive fan of his i read him throughout my <laughs> throughout my teens you got that throughout my teens and through my 20s and I'm, i love i love his stuff so i i know that titan have been um translating a lot of the books that have recently be coming out for him so I, my my one this week my first one is elric the white wolf yes okay so here's the explanation for the zoomers in the audience um, yes, he is like Matt Smith in that Dragon television show. Yeah, so that's what he looks like. But rather than being a recent invention, um, he's not. He was created in 961. So he's Elric the Eighth, the 428th Emperor of the Melnibra Bonae, which first appeared in print in 961 in Michael Moorcock's The Dreaming City, this character. He was then retroactively included in what is called the Eternal Champion Saga. Are you guys... Have you guys read any Moorcock? So I, I have, yeah. No, I don't think I have. Yeah. What have you read, Tom? Uh, so I've read, um, God, it was like a fantasy masterworks I picked up from a charity shop. Oh, okay. Uh, and so it's the same set as the science fiction one, but it's a fantasy one. And yeah. it was a collection of, uh, it was like half book with short stories. And then the last half was like a more novella. Okay. And what, an Elric one? Or... Pardon? Say again. Was it Elric or? It was all Elric, all Elric. Ah, good uh, Yeah. So all Elric, the whole thing. So it was like a series of his short stories that I assume were initially published in like a magazine. And then yep. they, there was like one big novella at the end. And I, it took maybe two or three attempts to go through. Okay. Um, and I remember the first time just um, had that thing where just too many names. Yeah, it suffers you know, a bit from that fantasy trope like, of you know, such okay. and such of such and such of such and such. Yeah, it's Zam Zambalar of yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, um, but then like, once I got into it, and I was much more like, okay, I don't need to remember everyone. It's like I can just read the book. Really good. Yeah. Really solid. Just really solid fancy. Really solid fancy, actually. It, so what he's done, and I actually think this has happened to the Mills verse in a similar way, an organic way. I'm not saying either's copying either, but what has happened for me? So there's the, 
I've, I've been listening to the series of books again and reading some other stuff but i've been listening to the elric series of books on an audible um, download you can get um if you're going to do it it starts oh, why do they do this but it starts off with a neil gaiman introduction where neil gaiman talks about when i was little i got a, you know this book and the news agents at the seaside and i'm like fucking i'm like keep pressing forward 15 minutes you know like till i get to the end it was of a it. sunny day and the seagulls were yeah chattering <laughs> loudly and God. it made me think about go away you know it's like that anyway so you can get this thing but what he's done is he's created this whole environment so the different characters that appear as part of the elric saga are what are called the eternal champions and there's a series of them and they're described as paladins of balance so it's like a character who appears in different times in different universes even and don't forget that michael moorcock is also the man who invented the term multiverse um, right okay wow yeah a lot of people forget that he keeps in his own and they and, and they in their in different ways these characters keep a balance between the 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 world of the law and the world of chaos and that's a big thing the, the lords of chaos yes is an, is an overarching yeah. story you, you'll probably remember that from yeah, no, the just, it's, all, it's coming back to me now actually yeah. Yeah. yeah so that kind of they borrowed for that with uh the warhammer 40k stuff oh yeah. okay interesting when you say yeah. so tom yeah, yeah no definitely definitely yeah, yeah no you're absolutely right um because yeah, all those guys who wrote that were from Nottingham and probably read the read all this stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So some of the characters who included are Oswald Bastable, who um, is an officer in the British Imperial Army, which is kind of like what if the British Imperial Army continued into the modern world? So it's got like a steampunk side, you know, steampunk kind of. They're all in zeppelins and you know it's that sort of thing to it, which is a really great series. None of these books are like long books, by the way. They're all sort of you know 150, 200 pages. Then you have got the Jerry. My personal favourite is Jerry Cornelius. Have you heard of him? No, I haven't. No, no. So he's the he's the rock and roll detective. So there's a there's um there's a movie from I think the early seventies called The Final Program. The um he's <laughs> like Hawkwind did songs about him. Um, okay. There's okay. A, there's a comic called The Saga of the Man Elf which features him, and it's that's about the nearest you can get to a, a, a an LSD trip is. Jerry Cornelius personally um a, was it um a cure for cancer is the second book which is the first Moorcock book I ever read and it fucking turned my head seriously um there's Dorian Hawkmoon who is part of the Rune Staff books which you've probably seen in every single secondhand bookshop and charity mm-hmm. shop in the country yeah. and that's a mix of like we talked about before we came on we were talking about the mixture of fantasy and sci-fi and for example June is both you know uh, and mm-hmm. the Rune Staff stuff, the Dorian Hawk Moon stuff, is is both, but with more of a fantasy edge. So it's like a post-apocalyptic world, and there's you know space carriers and things, but there's also a, a big fantasy element to it. And then there's the Corum series, which is was also a big series out of first comics, which features it. But the the daddy of them all for me is Elric. Um, he's so imagine Matt Smith in that. What's the Dragon series called? I forget it now. What's it called? I'm not sure. What's it called? The uh, Game of Thrones, yeah, or the one before it, the prequel, no, the new one, the, the, the it's got uh, Matt Smith in it. House of the Dragon, no, is that it? House what, of the Dragon, whatever that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. he looks like him. So he's a sort of lanky albino, long white hair warrior who, and um, Elric carries this ebony blade, which is called Stormbringer, um, and it drinks the. He doesn't actually get that till like I think the third book or something. But when it, it kills people by drinking their souls. And by doing that, it also strength, strengthens Elric. Elric is um, sickly. He's a great warrior, but his his strength is soon depleted, and he uses magics and potions and stuff to keep his strength up until he gets Stormbringer, and it gives him this um, this strength. Um, he's 
I think Moorcock's the governor of British sci-fi. I really do think that. I think he's not spoken about it. The dude's still alive. He's still putting books out. And what happens is Titan has been translating the Glen A publications, um, which is kind of the new version of um, Elric. Do you know what Marvel character, or used to be a Marvel character, teamed up with Elric in the original run of their comic? Was it Conan? It was Conan, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. in the first, I think it's like issue 16 or 17 or something. Elric turns up. But Barry Windsor Smith was told to draw Elric in this comic, and he didn't know, he didn't really know what Elric looked at. So they sent him one of the novels at the time, and he has like pixie boots on and a weird hat and stuff. So that's not really, so he's drawn that way in the, in the comic. But he does appear, and so he's appeared throughout comics. So he's, there's a big series of first comics. Um, there was the Multiverse, which was a DC project, um, mm. which Moorcock sort of basically involved different bits of the multiverse in this comic series. I think it was like a 12-issue series or something like that. Um, so there's been various successful ones. P. Craig Russell did a great Elric. I mean, beautifully sort of lyrical, and and there's a poetry and a psychedelia to it, you know, and just a real gorgeous work to it. Um, and this is the new one. So it's translated. It's um, writers are Julian Blondell and Jean-Luc Cano, art by Julian Tello and Robin Recht. And they, they don't work together. They alternate. Um, Colours by Jean Bastide. It's translated absolutely brilliantly by our buddy. I know Vince is friends with him, isn't he? Edward Govan, who we had in on the first year. Do you remember Dan? He was oh, the translator for yes. Cinebook. Yeah, 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 lovely guy. Um, and then letters by Kirsten Murray in the in the versions I've got. Um, and I saw the Hawk Moon, the um, the new Bond SNA, which is absolutely massive. It's like it's it's only a bit smaller than like an album cover, you know. So that's sort of this sort of massive Bond SNA hardback. And so I saw that and I, I, I recalled my love for these books. And I had the first two um, in the series. There's four in the series. And what I'm going to talk about is, is the third one. Um, so it's The White Wolf. And it's it, be careful if you buy this on Comixology because there are singles. So each of these um, albums, I think about, four, about 48, 50 pages long, but they're split into three floppies okay. if that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah and it's not mm -hmm. super clear on comiXology when you're buying them um but i think if you did want a taste of it i think issue one of this is only i think at one pound 29 or something so it, you could easily sort of and reasonably cheaply get a copy of it um so it picks up with elric now elric in the first two books um he's depending on which comics or which books you read he's left his kingdom he's stopped being he's stopped being the, the king of his kingdom and the emperor and he's decided to wander the new lands so there's these new lands beyond uh, Mel, Mel Nibonet, I think it's called um, and he, so he has and Stormbringer is on his back this massive ebony blade which don't forget that's what happens to the Black Knight do you remember in Marvel comics yes remember yeah, the ebony yeah, blade yeah. drinks mm -hmm. the souls I wonder where yeah, they yeah. got that from because yeah. um, we know for a fact that Roy Thomas was reading um, Moorcock at the time because he included him in his Conan run um, so he goes on it, and, and and Stormbringer is in his ear all the time. He says, I, "I need more. We need more. We need more. You know, you have to kill someone. You have to drink their souls." Um, and this gives Elric this sort of strength as a warrior. So he looks like this lanky character, but he's kind of like um, if Conan was a lord. Sometimes I think of him a bit like that. Yeah, you know? he, he's definitely he's a he's a posh boy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's, he's, exactly he's pampered, right. right? And I think yeah, every I've, every story I've read of him is either lost his wife or just about to marry yeah no, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah yeah so there's there's a i think his wife is his cousin i think that's yeah, right yeah it's it's all yeah. a bit strange but i mean like conan he does a lot of shagging 
You know, he's <laughs> he's bang on it. I mean, there's one thing when when he when they think he's dead in the first book. There's this rule in the, his kingdom where all of the high-born people have to run about the city naked, trying to impregnate every woman they find, so that the, so that the the chain of family will survive. You know, it's, it's it's full of these really strange '60s ideas. You know, not strange, but you know, of the times. Um, so he he's walking through this sort of snowy landscape, and he comes across a group of slavers, and um, he's that one of them pisses him off. So he decides he's going to kill them all. And what he comes away with is what he frees one of the men, this guy called Smorgan Baldhead. Interestingly, he has a bald head. He's a big, uh, <laughs> he's a big bruiser of a man. Um, and it turns out he's also sort of a lower level um, lord. So, But they become a double act, which you kind of need with Elric sometimes because Elric's so quiet and brooding. You need that expositionary character who sits here and he does a lot yeah. of talking, this character. And he's, he's quite funny. And he, they, it's kind of almost his fault they're getting a bit of shit. Um, so they go off, and in the middle of the night they're sleeping, and they, and Elric can't sleep, and he's this image of a white wolf appears before him, um, and drops a pendant at his feet, and he thinks, right, I'm gonna. Now this is this is this thing that has to happen. So they go off to this city. Um, they meet a sexy lady. <laughs> Elric has sex with her. Of course, she's not quite right. She's gonna turn the tables on him, and she cons him into going into this sort of. Uh, through this magic magic dimensional gateway in the middle of the sea and things i won't spoil it all but things get progressively worse and more dangerous and you wonder whether they'll survive or not and the thing about a bit about elric is he's not like conan where you know conan can't be beaten you know he's going to make it out at the end of the story you know after he beats whatever creature you know that he finds in a cave or something but you, elric's like a whole because there's this weird strange vulnerability to him he's almost like something between the, the character in Neil Gaiman's Sandman and Conan. You know, there's this sort of haughty vulnerability to him in a, in a weird way. Um, yeah, it, there's an element of, like, the you know the sword's going to carry on. Yeah, yeah. The sword doesn't need Elric. His sword's just using Elric for the time being. Yeah, it's very yeah. it's very yeah. interesting the way they do it. So the pages, I mean, it's only 64 pages, quite a thin volume. Um, you, I think Titan have bought out, like, a slipcase where you can get all four in one, um, which is quite nice. Um, but um, the two artists hand off the art chores, so they don't work on the same page. They work on different pages throughout the album. But you okay. wouldn't, if you looked at it, you, I didn't immediately tell. It's not until afterwards when I sort of thought, I'll write some notes on this in, in a notebook, that I went back and went, oh, it's two different artists. So you don't feel it at all. Um, so the thing I think the challenge with Elric for artists like this and any artist who takes him on is you have to, he's a skinny, he's a skinny gimpy guy do you know what i mean some of the time and you have to almost imbue him with a strength and a for for you know he has to look formidable in battles and stuff like that and they manage that they really do it that way and he's got that sort of cool ebony armor that he has sort of spiky mm -hmm. um not unlike the stuff that matt smith wears in that <laughs> dragon <laughs> oh. yeah yeah um so there's quite a lot of the borrow from it appears so stuff. i remember yeah. when i watched it i texted my son because I'd bought him Stormbringer, I think, the Moorcock book. And I said, it's Elric. And he went, yeah, Daddy, it's, yeah, that's Elric. Yeah. And to be fair, the most memorable bit of that Dragon TV series, the bit where he takes on that island of pirates. Yeah, that's really good. And he fucking does them all with that sword. And that is, if they made it, they can't now because he's done it in that. But if they, if they, before that they'd made an Elric movie, he would have been perfect. You know, there's some mm. there's something about him that just says that, and the bald head guy, he's great in it. You know, it's really good. Um, 
I'd probably say this is a good one for you because um, it's a one and done. So like you said there, Tom, the earlier books are very, there's a political edge to them, isn't it? It's almost like the, there the is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what happens in the court and who's trying to do who over and who's trying to now become emperor and, you know, this this sort of thing. That's a big part of it. But this one, not so much. There's a little twist at the end where you, 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 you'll watch out and you'll see what happens there. But you can just follow. It's, it's like reading a one-off album. You can just do that and it's, it's great fun to do it. Um, the the writing is totally in on on par with the with uh, almost like a poetry in the prose. So it's told interesting, like one of these sort of Viking legend type stories. But it's it, uh, also at the same point, it makes it very readable. Um, so it's it's a lovely book to read. Um, I got the physical copy, and you can read it. I've, I've read the other books on online as well. Um, but it's it's got. It, it, and like you say it's got that fancy you know it's such and such lord such and such of the islands of such and such but it doesn't doesn't stymie it sometimes i think if you're gonna if you're gonna be going cold into a 1961 fantasy book it's gonna you know i mean if, anyone who's read lord of the rings no it takes a while yeah. you know what i mean to get going mm. that book i mean they don't leave the hobbit land for about 60 pages in that book do they yeah like yeah There's, um come on it's of its time right so nothing yeah um it's that there are there are easier fantasy reads, but there's also not as many rewarding fantasy reads as well. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Yeah, like yeah. I've been reading. Yeah, um, a little tangent. I'm reading a book called Book of the New Sun by okay. Gene Wolf. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Man, that is a slog. Right, but really? it's yeah. it's worth it to go through it. Frankly. It's really yeah. Worth it to go I think you're right, man. Yeah, I really and, do. like. It's good to have these all like again. Elric is one of those. I rem- it took me a couple of times to go through, but once I did, I really enjoyed it. Really it's like a language album. of its own. Like the three of us literally communicate, what every couple of weeks by a June quote, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a text group, we'll literally say, yeah. and I think I don't think Vince has read June, as he? he must wonder what the fuck he going yeah. on about. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right, man. I think you benefit, and will be enriched by an investment in this in these books. Um, the it's been a while since I've read the book that applies to this, so I'm not actually sure. But I know the first two volumes in this keep generally to the story if you think of it in the same way that june the david lynch movie kept generally to the story gotcha you know it's yeah. a bit like that you can't include a, you know a prose novel you can't include everything in a comic but the beats of it are similar um there's a, just give a shout out there's a great more cocky and podcast called breakfast in the ruins which is the title of one of his stories um and they talk a little bit about this book and how it veers off from um, they just, Mork is a very kind guy, I think, and he talks very fondly of all of the, um, the, the 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 comics that have been made from his books and stuff. Um, even Saga of the Man Elf, which was let's be honest, is a kind of a little bit like a British underground black and white comic. You know, he's very kind about that. But what they're saying in this one is it loses a lot of the psychedelia that we got, which mm. is perhaps of its time. You know, um, and goes more into the sort of industrial gothic empire kind of stuff um, because this is very dark. You know, there's dark gothic towers, and you know, even the sort of ruby throne that he sits on is is, is just sharp, and you know, lo- you know, it's just impressive. But there's no real. If you look at some of the P. Craig Russell stuff, and that looks like you've that reading that would be like having done London Mushrooms. You know, mm. I think it maybe loses a bit like that, but it is an, it is a lovely read. I think it's really good. But go and go and have a listen to that podcast. So they, it's not all about comics. You can pick and choose some that are about comics, and and, and it's really good. Um, yeah, so I'd recommend that one. That's that's my first one. But I wanted to ask a couple of questions that come from that. Okay. Um, so Tom, 
let's start with you, Tom. What do you mm-hmm. like to see in a fantasy comic? What, so so I, it's, it's a favourite well, genre of yours, is it? It's something you really it's, it's one I enjoy. Yeah. It's one I enjoy. Yeah. It's one I saw between definitely like um, science fiction or all fantasy. Um, right. What I enjoy in a fantasy comic is because there is that shorthand from from Tolkien. Yeah. I enjoy something that changes yeah. that around a little bit. Okay. There's plenty, I can read plenty of comics, plenty of great comics that, you know, orcs are X, goblins are, you know what I mean? Like, and you, yeah. you know, you yeah. know what, they, you know what's going to happen. They're carrying a ring or a quest, whatever, you know, that's, but after a while you're going to read some of those stories. Yeah. There's, there's, there's saying, a danger of falling into cliche with the fantasy. There is, yeah. Book, isn't there? yeah. And there's, and there's, and when that gets changed, I find that incredibly interesting. And when, when you play with that kind of, the tropes yeah, exactly, that. exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, recently, the one that I, um, that in recent memory, the, the, the two that really stand out as ones that I think play around in an interesting way are um, Die by Kieran Gillen and okay. Stephanie Hans. Okay. Which are a, um, which are fantasy comics, uh, but it's almost like a Jumanji-esque story. Right. Which is kind of an interesting take on it, I found. Um, but also, uh, Headlocker. Oh yes, oh, very yeah, different. Yeah. yeah, and again, it, but it's a it's a slightly different take on it. You've got uh, you know, you've got that the classic duo of a, a straight man and a you've got a straight stoic person, and then you know you've got the um, the heads as well. Mm-hmm. But then there's also that comic you picked up for me as well, Dan. The is it Berserker? Berserker, Berserker, yeah, yeah. Berserker again, great story, fantastic yeah. story, and it's again it's that slight changing of the genre which I found incredibly interesting. And that's kind okay. of from an art point of view. There's obviously like. Uh, Possessor's work runs, you know, it's obviously incredibly strong, and anything inspired by that obviously right. plays out really well. Like, I was talking about the Mesa Barons and Gomez's work, and okay. you look at like Stephanie Han's work on Die, and it's that sort of slight painterly style. Um, and it can, it, I find it a lot after a while, but again, it's just, it just really appeals to me. It fits with what I'm looking for in the world, to in a sense. Okay, cool. What yeah, about you, what about stuff. you, Dan? What do you look for in a fantasy comic? Uh, yeah, like kind of stuff that plays with the kind of the, the genre and the tropes, and not. I don't really need to see another sort of just by the numbers. Yeah, here's a guy going on a quest to to defeat the bad guy. Uh, kind of stuff. Uh, kind of we we kind of talked briefly before the show about the the mix up between sci-fi and fantasy, and when one yeah. bleeds into the other. I do like that when there's kind of like sci-fi tropes and and stuff in fantasy stories. Uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, just something different. And when worlds are well realized, and it feels like if the character was taken out of this story, the world, I can imagine the world going on and working as is. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with, yeah. With June, like that, that's a world that works without the main character in it. it it's, mm-hmm. there's all these factions doing their stuff. Uh, Lord of the Rings, same. Like, everything's ticking along. When, when you go to, Dependent on the right when you go to like a, a town or you're introduced to a race of people, they feel grounded and not kind of just, oh, these are the bad guys. But one of the things that frustrates me is with that movement. It must have been last year or year before when it was all about making the orcs of stories kind of like uh, relatable and right. not just the bad guys. And it's like, well, it's just easy shorthand to make these monsters are bad. There's no, there's nothing beyond that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. that's, uh, I think that's more of a reflection of the age we're living in when uh, okay. they want to do stuff like that. But yeah, so a bit of a mixed answer for me. That's right, mate. I mean, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I think I prefer the sword and sorcery end of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, a lot a lot of fantasy fiction falls into the, let's put a team together, we have to have 
one elf, yeah, one yeah, 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 dwarf, yeah, yeah. one giant, you know, it's like that. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that I'm attracted to that, but I like, I suppose I just like fucking tough looking dudes bashing shit out of each other. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of yeah. like that. Can't go wrong um, with that. And I know it's, I know it's fantasy. I know it's fiction and everything, but I do like it when it looks like someone can have a row. Mm. I think, sure. I think there tends to be this sort of twee attitude towards fa- fantasy where they think, um, Oh, he, this this fairy person's got a sword that looks bigger than a car, but they can still, you know. And you're thinking, I don't. That person doesn't look like they can lift that sword. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like the no, the no. opening of is it is it Conan the Destroyer where he's doing like Schwarzenegger's doing that thing with the sword. I think that's that's what I want in my my. Oh, fantasy. and he's practicing that little thing before the people on horseback turn up. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I want to see. So I mean, Conan was kind of my first fantasy comic, I suppose, sword and sorcery comic, and. I kind of, I just, I've just really liked that dynamic, you know, that lone warrior kind of traveling mm-hmm. across the land, you know, surviving yeah. and fighting yeah. and thieving and shagging and. You know. I, I know you didn't get too far into Berserk T, but like, if you stuck with that to like, say, the second volume of that, that that the guts is like the apex of the kind of okay. the one man on a quest, and he's literally, he's only thing he's got is fucking absolute like determination not to back down against. Yeah immeasurable forces and I, that... I, need, I do need to give that another go man i think yeah. one of the problem is i wasn't reading eastern style published books i gotcha, wasn't reading man. the right way yeah, at the time sure. but i'm more into that now yeah i mean if you bought yourself the first volume of like the those collected editions yeah like by the end of that you'll know whether that's your cup of tea yeah. or not that's it's, a good chat it's a very good chat yeah i hear a lot of people talk talk highly of it yeah it's, it can be a hard read at times i've got to say some of the the the, the stuff is adult but like it, the, the author does really well to handle it it's surprisingly had more of an underground tint to it than I expected. Mm. There's there's a, a roughness to a lot of the drawing in that, isn't there? You know, mm. yeah. It, it's not it's not clean. No, sometimes see, it's I, really. I was going to say not not to um, not trying to pump a tires Tony, but um, mm. like what Atomic Hurricane does. That's mm. inter- that's really uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've completely forgotten so I mean, like, the right it, one. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a it's a fancy book. It, that's fantasy. But and it's, it's with a sci-fi setting, element, yeah. With a yeah, sci-fi yeah. element, yeah. It's a really yeah. interesting take. It's a take on it, and it, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, you know, after we had Mad Max, there was just that explosion mm-hmm. of um, yeah. spaghetti apocalypse movies, you know, a bit like spaghetti yeah, westerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. yeah, I kind of like that little genre, and I don't think there's enough of that in comics sometimes. And that, approaching it from that and setting it in Stevenage seemed like just fun to do. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyone's been to Stevenage, you don't need to change much. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? so, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then the next question I had from you is any favourite artists other than the ones we've mentioned there? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just mention a couple, just get started. So Big John, Big John Buscema, I, I really like his mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he famously hated superhero comics and he would rather draw Conan. You know, he did some great Avengers stuff and didn't he and stuff like that. But I, he, he's also quite light. He's quite a light penciler. Um, some of his stuff, actually, if you see it, is, is a little more than layout sometimes. But I right, think with, okay. with Ernie Chan on top of him, I really like that combination, that that ink. Chan's got a real personality as well that overlaid over the top of Boosumer. I think it's lovely. Um, Pigro Russell, who I mentioned on Elric. Uh, John Bolton, um, he did an absolutely amazing Bran McMahon thing, which I just loved. Um, obviously, Frazetta. I, think, I don't think you can, yeah. from a sort no. of cover point of view. Um, yeah. yeah, there's no question, right? It just... It, his shadow looms large. Yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah. Um, Chris Kilios, um, he did some just amazing heavy metal covers. You know that that cross that line of, you know, almost like Arzac does. You know, it's crossed that line between fantasy and 
science fiction you know you've got sort of a warrior woman flying flying a sort of alien looking bird and you think well this is kind of a bit of both um Chaykin on the swords of heaven which and Fl- swords of heaven the flowers of hell which i reread recently um esteban moroto who did um a lot of the um edgar rice burroughs paperback covers um, okay. and he also did a comic called dax warrior which appeared in eerie magazine and my final well, I've got two finals are joe cuba on tour which is a weird one because it's kind of like setting a fantasy story but in cavemen kind of period oh okay um, okay with yeah, only yeah. like a little touch of the fantasy so there's sort of weird creatures that they fight that are not based in any kind of reality but it's got that sort of caveman thing going on um and that's uh, blew my mind that book i reread it just after he passed away and i just love it love it love it and the other one is frank thorne um who um well, had, a, had a few issues i think i think he got arrested for child pornography <laughs> in his comics at one point um but he's um he only died a couple of years ago but he did a comic called gita of alizar which is about a warrior woman who i think has got three breasts yeah which is an interesting one <laughs> like tell yeah yes. a little bit like that frank thorne yeah. used to turn up dressed as a wizard to judge red sonia costume competitions which is a job i'd like to do. Yeah. yeah 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 um, I uh, that was on Legend, I think, this week, and I watched uh, Red Sonia and right. Fucking hell, they're doing a new one now, aren't they? Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Red Sonia is one of those characters that is only very vaguely based on Robert E. Howard, isn't it? I think if you look at who created it, it's actually Roy Thomas. Right. Um, yeah, because yeah, and and I think Barry Windsor Smith, I think he first drew in comic, but I think before that she was kind of like an action heroine, wasn't she? In a you know Robert E. Howard book, I don't okay. think she was right. quite what we see now. Yeah. What any artists you guys want to mention at all? Or? Uh, go on, go on. Mine, one shout out, a, a guy called Tom Parkinson Morgan uh, okay. from the, the comic Kills Six Billion Demons. Have you seen oh, that? No, one? I haven't seen that. No. Oh, no. The artist on that is fucking great. It's really my cup of tea. Uh, again, that's kind of sword and sorcery, sort of. But uh, I really love that kind of. I, I don't know how to describe it, but. It's got a taste, of, a touch of the uh, Ryan Otley. About okay. Them. Right. Okay. And uh, sort of bombastic uh, kind of. Yes, I, I find it really appealing. Yeah. Uh, what's that other guy? Addy Granov? Is that? Addy Granov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He appears in that. Isn't he in that collection you recommended? He is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me see if I. He can... did um, a great issue of Thor, which I did an NIA on with Ken, Ken Reynolds, and we talked about. Yeah. He really, did really lovely. I, I bought that uh, Thor, uh, Dune sketchbook you put out as well. Oh, right. I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. Didn't he, no, it wasn't Addy Granoff. It was. Tracking uh, off. Track track off. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got that one. I've got, that. I've got the hair on my computer here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, how many times have you mentioned June? I know, I know. Not enough. Because three of us got together. Yeah, so we talked about ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah there's, a new, there's a new June series. House Harkonnen came out this week from uh, Boom as well. Uh, um, I haven't read it yet, but it looks good. Yeah, yeah. On those. There's um, a Harkonnen among, among you. Forget <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. the um, the only other one that uh, just came to mind was uh, Sanya Takeda, who is the artist for Monstrous. Oh, okay. From yeah, Image, and again, it's actually like Art Deco, dark fantasy style. Yeah, that, see, just, that to it, me smells of BD. You know, if I looked at that art, I think yeah, that would be gotcha, an album gotcha. worthy of an album cover. You're right, of, actually. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, and but it has like. 
it just it fits so well for that world. Yeah, she's doing yeah, yeah. It just really does. That's yeah. right. It rightly won a lot of awards, I think, isn't it? That book. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of it, it's on the awards, but it's also not. It kind of goes a little bit under the radar as well. Right. I mean, if you compare it to like something like Saga, for example, it's on everyone's best of list. Yeah. Monstrous. I don't know. I just feel that some, maybe because it came out some similar sort of time from the same company, it just it doesn't. Yeah, I, I read. I. I think you know, a lot of people are programmed to come out with the same books when you try, get them to recommend yes. something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a no, lot of books out there that it's... don't seem to get a lot of credit, but um, 20th Century Men, which I was reading this week, which um, Cliff put my way, I was like, why is this book not getting like all the awards? It's absolutely yeah. incredible. And best things I've read mm. in it, but it's because it's not turning up because nobody's talking about it, you know? Well, the cool kids aren't talking <clears> about it, yeah. I was bemoaning this the other day about the fact that our, our comics media is just... Uh, trash now. Trash, absolutely, absolutely trash. trash. Yeah, apart from us, obviously. Well, apart from the kind of the, the smaller, more independent ones, all the rest of them, you fucking, they got like six pieces of fucking silver in their pocket. Just, <laughs> yeah, they have. They have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a load of simps, aren't they? Yeah. The the just, yeah. Won't say a bad word, a boot to a goose, and then when they're not fluffing up stuff that maybe shouldn't deserve it, they're not talking about stuff which is just flying under the radar and they're doing yeah. everyone a service, uh, disservice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're meant to be independent as a journalist. Let me point that out, you know, yeah. even if it's just about comics. The same people will moan, oh, I shouldn't stop moaning, they moan about fucking their congressman taking backhanders off of someone for, to vote a certain way, and then they're, they're taking those same <laughs> yeah, backhanders. No, they're getting free the comics they're front and centre, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, getting paid advertised on their yeah. site and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, but it's not the same when I do it. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, the, that's the internet for you. <laughs> no one's really getting hurt when I do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, speaking of no one getting hurt, um, what's your um, what's your recommendation, oh, Tom? So my recommend is uh, the Yellow M by Edgar P. Jacobs. Uh, this is um, I don't know if it's the first. I think it's actually not the first from Edgar P. Jacobs' point of view, but Cine Books, who I brought this from, yeah, uh, put this out as their first uh, from Blake and Mortimer. Now I've um, never read a Blake and Mortimer book. Okay. I know very little about them, but they were absolutely everywhere at uh, Anglem still, and at, oh, each time I've been there, you know. And so they, they, it's set in, um, so it was first published in Tintin magazine in okay. the 6th of August, 1953, and wow. uh, came in book form first time in 1956. Uh, and it has the classic duo of uh, Posh Boy and Person from the Army. <laughs> so the obvious, the obvious there is Holmes and Watson. Right. But okay. also, um, and I was thinking about this as I was reading it today, Dick Barton as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That kind of like special agents, and it's set in uh, just sort of like uh, just post. I don't know if it's uh, First World War London, I believe. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's a really solid, it's a really solid mystery story, frankly. And it feels like whereas um, Astrid Nobles is almost like a historical historical humor, uh, historical humor, and Tintin is a sort of like a romp. This is right. more of like this. This is the mystery side of that that trifecta. Okay, uh, and it was a great read, really solid read. Frankly, it was like a really um, just sort of like powered along a good race and pace. And you know, and I've seen I've been sharing a couple of the panels on with you guys. I've been talking. It <laughs> is te- it's text heavy, but yeah. it has that beautiful sort of flat coloured art style. There's no shading. Everything see the black or colour. Okay, and it's almost a little bit Kirby esque. You know, when Kirby was doing the really heavy darks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and it just, uh, but obviously without the cosmic crackle behind it, but just that sort of like 
bang, flat color. Here we are. There's no shade. If you want shade, it's black. And yeah, brutal. Really enjoy it. Really are you saying your one is, is it the yellow M you're reading? Yes. I've just looked it up and that was the sixth release in 1956. I don't know okay. why Cinebooks has got his number one, uh, but they've got his number one. So there we I go. mean, it might be just be that the first oh. few would took a while to yeah, find the yeah, feet, yeah, might yeah, be a little yeah. bit rough. Or, yeah. But that's only according to Wikipedia, so that could be wrong. So I'm not 100% yeah. sure. Wikipedia um, yeah. wrong. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, the uh, the author and artist, Edgar P. Jacobs, started off as a opera singer. And um, there you go. Yeah. He also did a bit of work on Tintin as well, uh, but they had a little bit of falling out where uh, Hergé wouldn't share the rights with him. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was still, but uh, according to the Wikipedia page, I quickly looked up in preparation for today. <laughs> research, research. Uh, yeah, got to do it somewhere. Uh, but yeah, honestly, it was a really solid detective story. I'm really um, intrigued and, by it, and I really must have a read of it one day. It's just, yeah. I would definitely say, I know you were saying about having, you know, £80 for a foregall. Because of how dense this is, you only need like two or three issues, and you've got your, you know, yeah. you've got a good, you've got a good solid few days reading there, Gotcha. You don't need yeah. to. You don't need all. Tw- I know there's a lot of issues of this out, yeah. but you, you, you know pretty quickly if it's your sort of thing, and it has that kind of. Oh, again, it's that sort of like uh, mystery murder, like uh, sort of slightly Indiana Jones, slightly Holmes and Watson. Okay, kind of just a just a venture book. So the the creator is um, Belgium. I'm Belgian. I'm right in saying, isn't he? Yes. Is it, it's set in. It's set in the UK, is it? Or set in the UK, set in London. There you go. It's like, it Dylan, it's like Dylan Dog. Game. Yeah, and it's Dylan Dog's exactly the same. It's about it's it's massive in Italy, but it's set in bloody Paddington. I mean, the, the yeah. first uh, the first pages I'm looking at now has like a has an overshot of London, and then it's got a bunch of oh god, what's the name of the guy to look after the Queen? Lifeguard, the uh, <laughs> Welsh guard. Once you go swimming, yes. The, yeah. the, sorry, what's that? Sorry, Welsh guards, is it? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. The, the ones with the funny hats, the bears, yeah, the bears. bearskins, yeah, yeah, bearskins, yeah, yeah. And it's just a bunch of them having t- talking, having a cup of tea. <laughs> um, and then the crown, and then not spoil it. The crown jewels go missing, which is not uh, so, yeah. okay. Yeah, oh, I, get, well, I, get, a, I get a little taste yeah. of it just from that. I think. Yeah, yeah it's a very sort of like uh, UK um, UK parody story. Always that. Yeah. Does that make sense? But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. great. It's good fun. It's good fun to read. And uh, yeah, cool. That's the way to one to go for, isn't it? Go for the crown jewels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, yeah. They're, they're, they're easy to offload. It's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always, yeah. always go for them. <laughs> so in terms of like uh these sort of oh like uh, sort of mystery books or in terms of like these all like rolling mm. adventure books what ha, do you read are they part of your reading often or are they something that you've generally stayed away no, from or I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no i've read some european stuff and um that's a bit like that like we talked about 13 earlier you know there mm-hmm. is some stuff that i read but i'm trying to think of then these sort of it, it falls back there's almost to that book and i'm saying this totally as an outsider who's only just flicked through one it's almost like in the same bit of shelf as, you know, it's like a old where Enid Blyton readers would go. Yeah, how do you mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. the three yes. investigators or the yeah. Hardy Boys or yes. something like that. Yes. You know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely it. Yeah. So no, yeah. comics wise, I'm gonna say no. I don't think so. No, I yeah. struggled to think of a comic like that. Yeah, that I would have would have come across. There's got to be it, something in the British time. weeklies like that, you yeah, know, Mystic mm. or something, you know, they sort of... Yeah, it does feel, yeah. it, it feels like the sort of thing that Pat would have written, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So a little, little Jimmy finds that there's smugglers down at the beach and... Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that Will, yeah. back to Will Hay again, aren't we? Do you remember that Will Hay, was it when they were policemen and he goes, uh, there's, a, there's a poem about this, about the... the uh, 
they would the smugglers come into the bay in their boats. He says, I can't remember the rest. My dad can remember the rest. You remember the, you know, he's always got that old <laughs> old bloke as his mate, isn't he? He's, he's, well, he's got an old bloke and a fat bloke who is his mates. And there's the old bloke says, I'll ask my dad. And they're going, you've got a dad. You know? <laughs> and it's just the same actor, but in bed in his house, <laughs> pretending to be his dad or being his dad. And he said, I know this, I know this, this, uh, this rhyme. The smugglers come into the bay in their boats. Oh, I can't remember the rest of it. It's like that, like constant. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? There was a real fascination with smuggling at one point. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the smuggling, yeah. smuggling. Yeah, they're all smuggling say, booze or something, aren't they? Or yeah. something like that, weren't they? They're not yeah, paid yeah. the right export duty on it. It's like, oh, crims. For those going, oh, I don't know what Tony's going on about. Go and watch a Will Hay movie, The Genius. He's the best yeah. bloke ever. Yeah. So one thing I would say about um, this, uh, yeah, this and all of his, all of um, Edgar P. Jacobs stuff. So I'm opened up to one page. There's 13 panels on this page. Yeah. And none of the artists repeated. Good. Yeah. There's yeah. no, you know, even though it's talking heads, it's different angles every time. And sure, there's a, there is a lot of panels where a lot of panel is uh, te- uh, speech balloon, but it's a different pose every time. It's, you know, it's really, it, it's really phonetic. It really does move. Man, yeah. I'm always trying to hack down as few panels as possible on my pages. Oh. But when, when you're going above nine for me, like, fucking hell, this is... This is going to be something. Who was it who was telling us recently that Marvel don't like more than five on a page? I can't remember who said that to us. No. Off mic or something. But yeah. I can't recall hearing that, T. Yeah. But more than five. Mm. They don't like more than five, yeah. It's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Mm. But that's their editorial thing that they don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Good, thanks for that, Tom. That's you. Know, I've That's got one. Right, no I've got yeah. one just to finish us off, as we like to say. Sure. Um, so mine, my last one is Last of the Atlases, Chapter One. I actually read the first three of this, the first three mm. books, uh, published in digital and English by Europe Comics. Originally published in French in 2019 by Dupuis. Um, script by Fabian Velman and Gwen de Bonneval. Art by Hervé Tancarel and Frédéric Blanchard. Um, now this is an example of. When you can sell a lot of books, you can afford to take your time in telling the story because you know you're not going to be cancelled after fucking five issues. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they, they, the first three issues of this, the strands of the story barely join. So there's a couple of different strands that are going on it. The book opens up um, where there's an absolutely massive gathering of all different kind of birds, and they're in the desert in Algeria in 2018, and they're... It's so hot and so there's no water and they're um, starving and there's worms in their eyes and they're they're dying. But they seemingly don't want to leave the scene of this massive stone obelisk, um, which is, is in front of them. And nobody can understand why this is happening. And then completely confounding your expectations, it flips the story and you go somewhere completely different. And you go into what is kind of... Um, it's like the Sopranos. It's like a story about the Sopranos, but in, instead involving a lot of um, Algerian and North African gangsters in Nantes, in France. Um, and we get a little crew of gangsters, and they're they're basically shaking down local businesses for protection money. And also, they've got this scam on the go um, with gaming machines. So it looks like you go in, it looks like a Space Invaders, but you press a button, and it becomes a a gaming, you know, like a, a slot machine. Sort mm-hmm. of thing. And Hamid and David are doing their rounds with their. They've got this boss who's called Ishmael and he's he's about to give up being a criminal and sort of retire and he's just doing the last few rounds with these two guys before he hands off to them and they go to collect from a local shopkeeper who you see um, 
who and you get this hint of him talking about the last of the atlases the atlases and you think what is this and you don't really understand what he's going on about but he's got like a panini scott soccer book full of stickers and rather than being footballers they're the the pilots of these things called atlases and he's talking and it's obviously clear that something that's happened many years ago and the only person who really remembers it is the boss of this who's about to retire got ismail and they leave and and there's there's various criminal things. There's this other gang shadowing him, and this bloke doesn't want to give up money, so Ishmael has to beat him up. And there's this drama that happens in a nightclub, so Ishmael has to go into this nightclub. And there's a an, an older gangster in there, and he's having to sort of pull him out because he knows there's undercover cops in the, and it's about to get raided and stuff like that. So it's like a crime drama, um, and it's solidly like a crime drama. It's like reading a hundred bullets for all that section of it, and. The like the villains are in the same way the Sopranos likable, not likable, horrible, but believable. You know, you've got that sort of you actually quite like a couple of them, you know, as you do. And somewhere somewhere something is happening where you're thinking, this isn't quite the world we're used to. And they're I think they're like thirty two, thirty eight pages each volume. But they're not like the Elric book I described. They're very quick reads. The art is more akin to something it's like a dirty Darwin Cook. It's like a, a real oh, okay. dirt under your fingernails yeah. kind of in the, you know, these are not, you know, seemingly every movie we see about gangsters, they've got to have massive homes and drive, you know, Ferraris and stuff. These fuckers don't. They drive a van and they live in little houses and, you know, they're scratching a living, but they they live this life of crime. And it goes on like that, goes on like that, goes on like that. And then it's not until you, get, you hit issue three that you see there's more to it than this gangster side. And, um, the, the Ishmael ends up for, for machinations and story twists that happen. He ends up going back to Algeria, and they're driving through this down this big motorway in Algeria, and they're saying the the infra- they literally say the infrastructure in Algeria is great. In other words, a bit of a fucking strange thing to say, but mm-hmm. they say to him, "Do you remember the atlases?" And he says, "I only saw one as a child." And it turns out these atlases are these massive robots that would create. They're like kind of like. You don't really know what they are, but they you, you suspect that some of them might be war robots, some of them might be construction robots, and they're piloted by these people who became like rock stars back at the time. Nice, okay. And um, it's weird. It's really strange. And you think... I, I actually became addicted to it. I read, I read three in one sitting because you, you just have to find out. Well, the crime... The crime section of it is like is incredibly compelling, but you've also got this thing about all these birds dying, and also you've got this sort of overarching story about these massive robots... It's just very strange. And it's not like anything I can possibly describe that's happened elsewhere. Um, so I'm going to read through. I think there's 18 volumes of it, something like that, on Europe Comics at the moment. Okay. Nice. Okay. That's great. Each cover Ooh. is just a picture of a person's face. And it doesn't give anything out about this plague of birds or these sort of mecha things that are going on. You know, when everyone says mech, we all think of, you know, immediately in our mind comes the sort of manga element of mech. Or, yes, you know, definitely. Shogun Warriors yeah, or whatever yeah. that's going to be. And But there's, there's something interesting, something almost political about it as well, which is quite an interesting. Okay. So, so, yeah, that's my last one. It's called um, Last of the Atlases. Um, try, try it. It's not They're not expensive. You mm. can find them quite cheap. Yeah, I'll give one of those a go. Yeah, that sounds yeah interesting. really interesting. Yeah. Good. Thank you, guys. How are we doing for time? It's been that's a pleasure. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, 
so uh what's the next bit we do now we talk about where you can find us don't we so if you want to email the podcast <laughs> if you want to email the podcast you can go to awesomecomicspod at gmail.com or tony.awesomecomicspod at gmail.com yes we do accept comics to um to uh recommend or review or have a look at not everything will get through but yeah if you've got something you or you've got a project coming up then please send it to us you can also find us at um twitter at the awesome pod um get on the mumba jam in slack that's where the action is happening um or you can find us we do have a facebook page but mostly all that will do is direct you to the slack which is where the action's happening i'm right in saying that guys am i that's no, correct very much so yeah yep. i find- forgot to mention we got the 400 coming up haven't we oh yeah we, we have. got the 400 so have you got the date for that at hand dan uh i don't unfortunately what one are we on now we are on 397 397 so in three weeks on the sunday yeah do you want to work that out i think Canada? it's 26 that'll be 26 yeah. okay so the 26th of february we're going to be doing a live recording um, we'll put a zoom link on the slack so people can come on have a chat we'll be taking questions getting comments people will be able to talk a little, about the, a little bit about what they're doing with us and it's just going to be a bit sort of a free-ranging conversation which will celebrate the 400th episode uh, and we're looking forward to it. Um, Tommy Guns is going to be running it for us, aren't you, Tom? Yeah, I'm going to put something together. Um, I, I, I'm going to put something together. Sorry, I'm signing. I'm, I'm making a note to the date of my diary, so I don't. Good man. Uh, Good man. No worries. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm. I'm going to put something together as a way for people to submit questions. We'll play it like we did the last one. So in other words, we'll have the uh, we'll have the show up, show on the road, and then I'll bring people in to ask questions as and when. Hmm. Cool. Good work, man. Um, great. great yeah you can uh, also find us at the website awesomecomics.podbean.com um we're on apple Podcasts, spotify amazon stitcher podnose uh and tony what else are we on we're also on thank you for asking we're also on <laughs> <laughs> we're also on pod anal wizards which is a comic i found at anglem yeah. oh, anal wizards uh-huh. Yeah, you sent the screen the cover of that, that one. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I didn't get a copy of that, which I feel bad about yeah. not doing now. Are you an anal wizard, Dan? No, more more anal wizard, sorcerer's apprentice. <laughs> anal apprentice. <laughs> anal wizard's apprentice. Uh, and you be- yep. Yeah, go on. Go on, mate. No, go on. No, I was going to say you get the wizard sleeve going on, but yeah, that's a different thing. That's yeah. a whole different thing. You sent yeah. us the thing about sleeping bags earlier in the week, which I found. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> fucking unreal when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, oh. like, you're, you're some of the only people I can share that stuff with, and I see it, and I'm like, <laughs> I've got to fucking show this to someone. <laughs> um, thanks for coming on, Tom. I know you, we kind of enjoyed you. Vince wasn't uh, feeling very well today, fine. so we kind of no got you on last minute, but... Uh, it's always a pleasure, my friend. And thank you for doing a bit of research last minute. That's very kind that's of you. Right. Yeah, no that's problem at all. No problem yeah, at all. Very enlightening. And that's certainly a book on... I think I will have a go at Blake. Yeah. I think Blake and Mortimer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's know what you think, Yeah, I'll have a little look. Good. And where can we find you, Tom? Ah, oh, you can find me on Twitter um, at this chocolate, or you can find me looking around other places as and when you need me, you know? Yes. <laughs> Whistle and he'll be there. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Where can we find you, Daniel? You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. Thank you, mate. You can find me at Never Iron Anything. I don't do really social media because it's wank. Um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, so from Dan, Tom, myself, have a great week. And what do they do, fellas? Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. Very good. Ooh, it's like the internet slowed down a little bit there. That's but it sounded right. Yeah, yeah. I realised I went a bit fast, so I had to kind of slow it down. Then Tom, Tom came in. <laughs> I thought you were having a stroke. Maybe you were. Good stuff. <laughs>
Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.